Hey, this is Emily. Um, before the podcast starts, I just wanted um, to let everybody know that this will be the last Sue Watches Buffy that is going through the Yes Mother podcast feed. We've started our own podcast finally, and so if you want to continue to listen to Sue Watches Buffy, you'll have to subscribe to that podcast. All right, thanks. Bye. Welcome to Sue Watches Buffy, the podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. In this podcast, if you haven't heard it yet, Sue is watching for the first time, and me, M is kind of, well, all of us are kind of enjoying the journey, <laughs> <laughs> and just going along with her. Okay, so this week, we are covering the episodes from Season 6, Flooded, Life Serial, and All the Way. I'm Em. And I'm Sue. And I'm off the Willow bandwagon. <laughs> these episodes don't do her any favors (laughs) first tip of the day when I introduce you to Tony the Foreman you might want to leave out stuff about blacking out evil things I'll tell you what you didn't count on me and the bud Getting into a bar fight? Oh, beat him up for information, great, but not to defend your rights to gamble for kittens, which, by the way, is stupid currency. The only person that I can even stand to be around is a neutered vampire who cheats at kitten poker. Timothy Dalton should get an Oscar and beat Sean Connery over the head with it! It's not like I don't already have plans. Great pumpkins on a 20. I'm done! <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's very interesting, her journey. And, you know, it's not over yet by any means. But these later seasons, you you not only see such a big change... But you can see hints of where she's headed. Like in season yeah. one, you really can. And it's hard. It's been hard doing this podcast, knowing what I know about her going through them. Because the first seasons, you just love her. She's just lovable. Oh, I and... was so in love with Willow the first mm-hmm. couple, you know, three, even four seasons or so. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm almost even more interested in her now. Well, sure. To see where this is going. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's the one that will keep you going to the next episode I mean, for sure. Just because I'm not in love with her anymore doesn't mean I'm not interested in her right. and what's going on. It's just I'm not, oh, Willow, you're so cute. You know, and your quirky little clothes and little things, you know. I'm all done right. with that. <laughs> thought I'd make that announcement right off. <laughs> no one's surprised. <laughs> and I may have scored one on the how well do I know my sister. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> you, um, I at least start really siding with Tara and really growing to like her more and more. 
Mm-hmm. I'm interested that she is standing up to Willow and she's not stuttering. I noticed that. I think yes. her character has grown because, you know, ever since we were introduced to her studying, stuttering self, it's come out quite a bit mm-hmm. in times of stress and nervousness. But yeah, I totally jump off the willow train and jump right on the terror train yep. <laughs> about here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I agree. Well, I guess uh, we should just jump into feedback. We got some <laughs> feedback from Harold. He says, I really enjoyed your last podcast. It was very interesting conversation and I loved hearing Sue's surprise as she came to realize how fascinating the show is. That is what happened to me, too. I only watched Buffy for the first time a couple of years ago, but there is so much going on that I wanted to rewatch it soon after having seen it the first time, which is something that I never do. Which gets me to these episodes. Oh, thanks, Harold. That's yeah. nice. Thank you. We enjoyed. I enjoyed doing that last podcast. It, it was I interesting too. conversation to me, too. <laughs> I I just listened to it today for the first time and I was like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty good discussion. <laughs> All right, which gets me to these episodes. On the surface, they are for the most part light and breezy episodes of Buffy. But having seen the series now, I see so much foreshadowing of future events. But I can't talk about any of that here. However, I can talk about some of the echoes of past events and ruminate on some of the interesting character developments that are going on. Sounds interesting. Okay, let me start with Dawn. I mentioned in my feedback for the Season 5 wrap-up that she was a lot like 15-year-old Buffy. When I said that, I had forgotten all the stuff that happens in these episodes. She says she is old enough to research because Buffy did it at her age. She brags about stealing lipstick. Buffy did that too. She mentioned it to her first watcher in Becoming forgot about that <clears throat> she pretends to be spending the night with her friend but is actually meeting a boy Buffy did that in surprise the boy turns out to be a vampire as an angel when she kisses him he changes into vamp face as an angel angels are in quotes that's in the episode called angel oh gotcha okay <laughs> to top it off Justin's mannerisms remind me a lot of Riley <laughs> no wonder he was boring um, interesting, you may say, but what is the point of that? Well, I don't think it is a coincidence that the writers are reminding us of Buffy's teen years at the same time that they are shoving her headfirst into life as a grown-up. Finish school, get a job, find direction, pay the mortgage. Yeah, I caught that. Interesting. I will add, though, when, I don't know, Dawn seemed very disturbed <laughs> when she saw that demon in the horn thing, um... Oh, yeah, I think that was just for laughs. It was. It seemed less mature than Buffy would have been. Mm, I bet Buffy would have made some sort of... She would have said something snide, but she wouldn't have been like, Oh, I need to shut this book. That was a horn. (laughs) True, true. Anyway, yeah, those are interesting thoughts. Or Mm -hmm. ruminants. (laughs) Um... Yeah, I wonder if they are paralleling them to show, you know, while Buffy is being, like, tossed headfirst into adulthood. I kind of thought that while I was watching it. I was like, 
uh, Buffy, you kind of did all these things. You got to remember, she's fifteen. You know. Mm. Yeah. The uh, did he mention the round robin thing? Round robin thing. He must have. Yeah. Pretends to be spending the night with her friend, but is actually meeting a boy. Oh, right. Yeah. They call it the round robin when they call everybody else's house saying that they're their parents. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, Buffy kind of did that all the time because she hid it <clears throat> for so long from Joyce that she was just out patrolling. Yeah. You know? True. And I do think Buffy has forgotten what it's like. <laughs> Well, she's had to grow up very fast. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> okay, he says, as an aside, I've never understood why the Watcher's Council just doesn't give Buffy a salary and health benefits, but then again, it never makes sense thinking about the Watcher's Council. Yeah, I, like many Buffy fans, I could sit and bitch about <laughs> this money thing. And everybody involved in it. it. Yeah. Really gets under my skin. Yeah, because... You know, it didn't even occur to me that the Watcher Council should be the one paying her all along. They should, and I understand that most Watcher or most Slayers have died by now. But that right. can't be all of them. And she... They need to have something in place for a slayer that's on her own. They needed it with faith back in the day, to be honest. Right. Right. Well, and you would think that maybe they do have some sort of fund uh, for like paying the families of the, of the slayers who got killed at a young age. Like, yeah, your that's... daughter had this job to do. She died. Here's, you know, Five hundred thousand dollars or something, you know. I don't yeah, know. I think that's asking way too much. <laughs> <laughs> but if watcher is a salaried position, right? There should be a salary for her, or they should, should be able to come up with just something to help her out. Yeah, because you know, as we saw in Life Serial, she tried to have a job and it just doesn't work. It just no. doesn't work. She. No pretty much has a full-time job just being, being a slayer, slayer is her job because yeah because she brings the stuff to the jobs like at the construction yard you know right and you know even if it's comes out of the watcher salary i think that's fine too and you know i think giles not sorry not to make giles's gesture seem any less but i think he kind of owed her that, to be honest. And mm -hmm. I base... Gosh, dang it. <laughs> I base a lot of that on the fact that um, she... What what episode is that in 5? When she gets Giles his job back, plus retro pay for what he missed. Right, the test one, the... Checkpoint? Checkpoint, yeah. So... Pulled that out. I know. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so Buffy got all that for him. Um, you know. Right. Right. <laughs> and I feel like part of the Watcher's job is to care for. Her. You know, you think of Kendra. She like lived with her Watcher. So you know, not to 
diminish Giles's gesture, but I think that was entirely appropriate for him to offer her money <laughs> and for her to take it. <laughs> well, it was, and I think that's why Buffy took it. It's like, thank you. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna turn it down. You right. know, yeah. And not only that, she was like, thank you. Now go talk to my sister. <laughs> That's another subject. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> anyway, I'll I'll have more to say about her roommates when we get there. <laughs> that one was just about the Watchers Council. <laughs> okay. Clearly maturing into adulthood is the theme of the season. Look at Xander who, upon watching Anya doing her money dance, gets caught up in the moment and makes the big marital announcement. Only to get that deeper Sorry, only to get that deer in the headlights look when Giles starts talking about mortgages. <laughs> we also get the Arrested Development trio, who are holed up in Warren's mom's basement playing games and making plans to rule Sunnydale. Whatever the point that is. Whatever the point of that is. When I first saw these episodes, I was a bit surprised that Jonathan would be with the bad guys, but in thinking about it, he always was looking for acceptance from his peers. So it is not surprising that he would latch on with these guys. It feels like each of them could be a substitute member of the Scooby Gang, if only they had been in the right place at the right time instead of Willow and Sander. Um, yeah, you know, I don't think of them as bad guys as much as just total nerds that don't really appreciate that real people could get hurt. You know what I mean? Right. It's like caught up in their nerd fantasy. Ooh, let's rule the world. And they're not going to like, they just don't seem to be like internalizing that that could mean killing Buffy, you know? Right. Anyway. Yeah. They're kind of like the willow of the nerds. <laughs> like just more more interested in what their little gizmos and gadgets and their brains can do other than like the real consequences of you know yeah it's really cool that you can build that but right have you, really, have you thought about what that might do you know? right almost like they're just enacting a fantasy they've seen in a comic or a movie without really thinking right. of repercussions that's the vibe I get at this point Speaking of, they're they're known as the trio. I don't uh -huh. know if you know that, probably not. <laughs> I did not. Um, Andrew is played by Tom Link. Link, who mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, a year or so ago, on the Nerdist, you said that there was a Buffy actor that was yeah. on, and I was like, who? And you're like Tom Link, and I'm like. Oh, who's that? The first day, and then I'm like, oh, it's Andrew. <laughs> anyway, that's him. Yeah, because when I saw his name, I was like, hey, I think that's the guy I heard on the Nerdist, but I, I didn't know which one he was. I was like, is it is it Warren? I, I knew it wasn't Jonathan. Yeah, it was so... Andrew, the whinier one. <laughs> okay. I can't remember. He must be on a new show or something because I can't remember what he was on The Nerdist about. I just remember listening to it and him mentioning Buffy and I told you. Yep. No, it was fun. He was funny. 
Yeah, I don't remember what he was on lately either. Yeah. I could look it up. Yeah, he must be on something. Okay. Finally, let's discuss Willow. <laughs> Going into this, Willow's use of a spell on Terra is what stayed with me, and I was all set to bash Willow. But on rewatching, I find that it is all very complicated, which is not to say that I am on Team Willow at this point, just that there is a lot to consider. Willow, in the first few seasons, was always very insecure with low self-esteem, at least when it came to relating to other people. But she also was always very confident about her scholastic abilities, and I think she always felt that she was one of the special kids in the eyes of the teachers, if not her fellow students. So she has always had a mix of feeling insecure and superior at the same time. Mm -hmm. Now at this stage, she has done the miraculous. She was able to do some things to Glory and more amazingly resurrect Buffy. She should be feeling cocky. So the rebuke from Giles had to sting. Keep in mind that we have seen Buffy's father a few times. We have never seen Willow's dad. He is her father figure as much as he is Buffy's. And her fight with Tara went on another level when Tara brought up Giles. You know, that is so interesting because you're right. I think out of all of the Scooby's parents, Willow's father is the most lacking we've right we know of the only thing I can think of is that he seems to be like militant Jewish <laughs> there were just a few references <laughs> like she had to go to Xander's to watch the Charlie Brown Christmas because of her dad right and something about hanging a cross up in her house with real Willow or um, whatever his name Rosenberg's only daughter which I totally can understand. I think that'd be very strange for a Jewish father to see his daughter hang up a cross in his house. <laughs> right. <laughs> so those were the only two things I could think of. That I, I, I feel vaguely like he is an academic like her mother. Yeah, I just always kind of figured, not that I thought about it a lot, but I just pictured him as like a like a high-powered lawyer or something that just was always just, you know, just one of those men that, you know, gets married and, and has a kid or two and just works to... Like a 60s father? Like make a nice <laughs> a life for him. He's not there much, but he at least, you know, provides. Right. I think... Like he sees that as his job. As a provider, not a father, you know? Right. I think he might be academic like her mom. I feel like something's mentioned early on that they're both academic. Right. But, but yeah, that is interesting because you do get, you don't really see Xander's parent. Well, there is that one episode that you see his dad, don't you? Well, without sp spoiling too much, you do meet both of them at some point. Uh, but you don't. Interesting meet Willows. The only time you ever see any of her parents is her mom and Gingerbread. Right. Right. Anyway, so I have that knowledge that you know, we've <laughs> we've even met both of Xander's parents. You haven't. Although she's she's you have you've heard her talk about fruit punch or something once in season four. Yeah, I mean I've heard him and isn't isn't there a scene in, in an episode where, like, Xander's dad comes downstairs? Yeah, it's um, it's restless, so it's a dream. 
Oh, uh, okay. But, you know, that counts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that counts. Anyway, back to Harold. You know, that's, that's interesting. You might, you might someday <laughs> get me to be a little more generous toward her if I think a little more about how it might be for Willow. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, good try. I mean, <laughs> I'm not there. <laughs> yes, Harold's got to prevent. He's got to provide the defense, <laughs> and he does a good job. Yep. But I, yeah. Anyway, okay. So he says, and yes, what Willow did to Tara was horribly wrong, especially in light of Tara having had her mind affected by Glory. But I don't think Willow was trying to mind control Tara. She was trying to make their disagreement go away, which is a little different, and it fits in with her tendency to use magic as a shortcut. Okay. While I agree with you, I that doesn't excuse her all to me. I, I agree. She wasn't being like, ha, 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 I will control her mind. She really was just trying to make the argument go away without thinking about what she was... <clears throat> <laughs> it boils me up just the the thought of her doing that and changing Tara's mm-hmm. memories to make that fight go away that just pisses me off to no end it really really makes me mad too yeah and I realize and it just to me, it's like, yeah, she wasn't trying to mind control her, but how is it any better that she was messing with her mind to get her own way? Yeah, no, she wasn't trying to mind control her. I never thought that for a second. She was she was using a very unfair oh, tool. Oh, so unfair. And that, you know, I didn't even think about, you know, Tara recently was baby Tara. Right. You know? That didn't even occur to me. I was just like, that, you just, that is so unfair. That's, you know, that's, that's not how you argue. (laughs) That's not how you win an argument. No. You don't do that. You don't bring up stuff from the past. that's already resolved. You don't, (laughs) you know, that's, that's not how you argue, you know, that's not fair. Yeah. It's a, it's a shortcut and it's, it's selfish. It's, just totally making things easy on her it's incredibly selfish i mean i get being tired and just not wanting to argue anymore so you know what just give her a sleep spell but Mm. don't erase the memory just like well let's just put this away for tonight boom put her to sleep when we get up in the morning we'll continue the argument and figure it out you know don't erase her memory. Yeah, that it, it really bothers me that she did that. Yeah. He says, I'm sorry it's gone on way too long. But as you can see, there is so much happening in this show, even in seemingly frivolous episodes. That's not too long. Didn't seem long, although we <laughs> talked a lot. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> Thought-provoking. <laughs> Harold. P.S. I still think old man Kaltenbach was up to something. <laughs> he... He just got eaten before he got the chance to do anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the misdirect of old man Cottonbog just doesn't really hold up on a (laughs) rewatch. It it doesn't hold up on a first watch. (laughs) 
Yeah. Nope. <laughs> uh, okay, thanks, Harold. <laughs> um, Elizabeth's email, the title, the subject is No Time for a Funny Title. Um, she says, hey, Em and Sue, thanks for the reminder. Here's some quick feedback before I leave work. So I watched Flooded and Half of Life Serial last night, even though I've seen these episodes many, many times. I'm starting to think season six is like a bell curve. You like it more and the more the more you watch it until you like it less and less. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong because I actually do like season six quite a bit. And maybe it's the fact that I've recently followed three different people slash groups watch season six for the first time and have the usual complaints. But I'm starting to not like it as much as I do. As I used to. I'm very curious to hear what Sue thinks as we go along. That could be the problem right there, Elizabeth. Just too many naysayers. Mm, yeah, maybe. You know. Um, she says, but how about that Giles slash Willow spat? I love that scene because I almost always love tension on screen. For example, Dead Man's Party and Revelations. I love when the Scoobies confront Buffy. I feel like this show has done it very well so far. Uh, the Willow slash Tara fight and Tough Love aside. <laughs> because yeah, that was bad. <laughs> yeah. Because they don't do it that often in a serious way, so it is so it is impactful. I can think of other shows, Cough, Supernatural Cough, where the characters are constantly <laughs> in conflict with each other to the point where it doesn't even feel tense anymore. Here, I actually care deeply about this interaction. Vague spoiler alert. There's a scene in Season 7... That is a doozy of a conflict. I'm sure Em knows exactly which one I mean. French <sighs> title, The Head Underwater. <laughs> <laughs> that is the French title. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, <flooded. laughs> um, yep. I know what you mean. And yeah, <laughs> that's quite the conflict. Interesting. I'll be interested um, to hear your thoughts on it, Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> she says, life serial. <clears throat> it's best not to think too deeply about the logistics of these experiments and how exactly Jonathan Warren and the other guy are so powerful. Believe me, I've done it, and it's not fun. This is pretty <laughs> much a quintessential Jane Espenson episode that also happens to be a David Fury episode, which is a good thing for the most part, provided you don't think too much about it. And who doesn't love a good Star Wars scene, Van Horn? And Kitten Poker? <laughs> um, she says, all the way. The opening Halloween party just makes me happy. Everything else, I could take it or leave it. But poor, poor Mr. Kaltenbach, Brazilian title until the end. Ciao, Bellas, Beth. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Elizabeth. Yeah, thanks, Elizabeth. Thanks for getting some feedback in. We know you've been busy. Yeah, yeah. We only had Harold's email, and I'm like, we got some light mail, guys, and we got a few people that heeded the call. Thank you. Just an hour or two before we recorded. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> okay. Uh, so on our Sue Watches Buffy page, we got um, some comments from Val Pass. She says, it might just be me and Harold tonight, Emily. 
Sorry, she tagged me. Okay, here's mine. Get comfy. I'll put each episode as one post to make it easier for you to read. Random thoughts. Flooded. Not a favorite of mine, but there are some parts here and there that I did like. First off, Sue, it was so funny hearing in the last podcast what you thought Flooded would be about because you said you didn't think it would be literal. Well, surprise. (laughs) Yeah, my first note was, oh man, I should have got literal on this one. I love it when you say, I'm not going to go literal this time because it's always literal. I am wrong every time I I do that. It just makes me happy. Okay. I loved it when Don is sitting on the basement stairs and gets blasted by all that water from the burst pipes. That was pretty amusing. I love that too so much. Mm -hmm. I have to admit, Don really wears on me in these episodes. (laughs) So that was fun for me. Although... It's one of the first scenes. All the Dawn love, well, we didn't love her as much as just talked about how much she's been through last time. This time I'm like, she's annoying. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. When the demon at the bank threw Buffy on top of the bank guard, OMG, that was one of the worst looking stunts I've seen in a long time. And along the way... And along with the way it was edited, made it look hilariously awful. I totally missed it. <laughs> I might have to go back and watch that scene. <laughs> I did laugh when she told the guard that the gun is never helpful. And when she throws it away. Yeah, go off. <laughs> and then they yes. full stuck. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> she made such a funny face. Ugh, that Warren guy is back. So much hate. Didn't think we'd see him returning back to the show. Now he's formed a trio of nerds with little Jonathan and some other guy. But yay, Giles is back. Don't you leave again, you hear? Were you happy to see him back, Sue? Too, Sue. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, but I, I just know it's, like, temporary, so we're going to say goodbye to him again. I know. <laughs> you just <laughs> you see that special guest star. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so... <laughs> like how is he going to leave the second time it's probably going to be worse well Buffy's probably not going to die first <laughs> this time right Um. did you guys notice the scene in the magic box where Amber Benson started laughing it was when Don was whining to Tara about not being able to do research really what's the big deal there's yours on my bed somewhere Let the kid help. Tara gives in, and Don looks at the book and says, That's a weird place for a horn. Pause. That's not a horn. You can see Amber Benton try not to laugh, but she doesn't quite hold it back. I love noticing stuff like that because I'd watched these eps a couple of times. I always look at different people in the scene besides the one doing the talking, so that's how I notice that. I didn't notice, and I do that sometimes, and sometimes I forget to do that. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't notice either, but... I'm sure I wasn't looking at Tara. Yeah. (laughs) But I'll have something to watch for next time. Okay, now for my favorite part, and I'd say a pretty controversial scene in the fandom. The Willow Giles scene in the kitchen. Wow, loved all the things he said to her about bringing Buffy back, especially when he called her a rank, arrogant amateur. Man, I love that so much. (laughs) Go Giles. (laughs) I was not expecting him to say that, and definitely not expecting what she said she said back about not pissing her off. Yeah, all of that boy, that took me by shocked surprise yeah. my first viewing. <laughs> Heck yeah. 
holy crap, it was kind of chilling to hear her talk like that to him. Yes, <laughs> she's never done that before. What happened to Willow over the summer? There's a noticeable change. In the gift, she gets all nervous because she didn't want to be the big gun for Buffy, and now she is more confident and cocky Willow. Will, don't go all Heisenberg on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> but I wish Giles would have said something back to her after she said don't piss her off. Kind of disappointed that he let that go. Yeah, I I just felt like he was like, well, I'll tuck that in my pocket. <laughs> and <laughs> I'll just move on. <laughs> but it's there in his pocket, I'm sure. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, here's my theory on what happened to Willow over the summer. You know, when when Willow has to take charge, she will and she does a good job. Like, uh, in Weight of the World is a good example. When Buffy went catatonic, mm-hmm. Willow pulled the Scoobies together and said, okay, you do this, you do this, you do this, and I'll do this. Right. I think Willow had a summer of that. Plus, seeing all she did, you know, with the mind-sucking. And she was, you know, essentially a mom to Dawn. And you know how she controlled... She was the boss, you know, like Xander hopefully, helpfully made that uh, glitter sign for her. Right. <laughs> she was voted as the boss. I think she had a summer of being in charge and letting that go to her head big time. And then doing that spell. I just think over the summer, big things happened to her because she got to be in charge for so long. Yeah, yeah. I think she just grew up a lot. There was a lot of responsibility all of a sudden, you know, thrown at her. And she took it. And, and yeah, she's not even going to let Giles tell her that she's done anything wrong, you Mm know. I mean, I don't know. She she seems to just have that power thing where you just, you can't get through to her that maybe you should take, take a step back and look at what's actually happening, you know, just because you have the power doesn't mean you're doing good things. Yeah, you know? I think my favorite line he says is there's, besides, I love rank am rank arrogant amateur that'll always be my favorite but (laughs) beside that the fact that you know he says oh there are others that could do what you did you just don't want to meet them exactly yes that's the perfect way to say and that's you know something that i don't think she even internalizes at all but she should right right and there's probably a lot of people way more powerful than her you know She's just the one that's the most powerful within her little group, her little world. Right. Although you do get hints from people like Tara and and stuff that are like... You get the hint that she is something kind of special. Sure. Sure. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's not. No, she's got some sort of gift. But, yeah, not... You're right. And... But the biggest thing that you could do with a gift like that is do the right thing. You know, it's right. And she is the Spider-Man, you know, it's, you know, with great power becomes great responsibility, you know. Right. And she doesn't seem to have a handle on that at all. Right. She's got the power, but not the responsibility. Yeah. 
Um, okay, she she asks, what is your initial reaction after that scene? Did Willow piss you off? <laughs> the Giles-Willow scene? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. <laughs> she says, I give this one six out of ten Giles hugs. Then Elizabeth Smith goes, sent, take that, Val. <laughs> that is smiley face. <laughs> because at the beginning, Val said uh, that she and Harold might be the only ones. <laughs> okay, then she says, life cereal. Yet another one I'm not crazy about, so I don't have too much to say. I tend to skip over the trio stuff in their apps. I did a quick rewatch tonight just to refresh my memory, and I zipped right past those guys. Sorry, I never, I just never warmed up to them. She's not alone. Um, I think they're all right. I was going to say, I guess I'm the one that's alone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm really hoping someone picks the sound that Buffy makes after each swig of whiskey as a favorite quote. I can't even write it phonetically, but it's so funny combined with the face she makes. And there's even one part... In the kitten poker scene, when the camera's not on her, but you still hear her do it. The captions have written as blech. Yeah. <laughs> blech. Um, when we get to my likes and dislikes, you won't be disappointed, Val. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's adorable. I think it's so cute. <laughs> and I love, it's one of those funny things that... Just... I, okay. It's... Very common for, you know, it seems like especially women for their f- first drink of the night to take that shot and be like, bah, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you watch them like three shots later and they're like totally unaffected. So I just loved this uniqueness that she does it every time. Every single time. <laughs> yes. And there is, the, there is indeed even one off camera that I just love. <laughs> I noticed the off-camera one, too. (laughs) It's hilarious. But, yeah. Um, She says, I do love the part when Buffy has had enough of the repeato time loop at the magic box, and she grabs Giles' glasses and throws them on the floor and starts stomping on them. The way she does it is so funny because her arms are doing this crazy flailing motion. (laughs) It is funny. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a fan of the trio in the least. But I have to admit, I do laugh at some of their nerd jokes. There's one line from Andrew that made me laugh out loud in this one when they are having the fight about which James Bond was the best. And he goes, Timothy Dalton should get an Oscar and beat Sean Connery over the head with it. I love that too. <laughs> I loved how much he defended Timothy Dalton. <laughs> Who has ever defended Timothy Dalton? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Wasn't he in like two... I think so. One or two, yes. Yeah, it I might mean... have even just been one. But yeah, uh, that was just so funny because Sean Connery is just so respected as Bond. <laughs> and Roger Moore, yeah. I mean... And Roger Moore. Yeah. <laughs> and cool. yeah, I mean, they don't even, well, I guess Daniel Craig hadn't even been Bond yet. But there's also uh, Pierce Brosnan who. I would. And He's even more respected than Timothy Dalton as Bond, you know. Do you mean Roger Moore or Timothy Dalton? Had... Pierce Bro- Wasn't Pierce Brosnan Bond as well? Yeah, and I. it's funny they don't mention him because I think he was the current Bond when this was filming. Right, I think that was the joke. Like, 
That they don't even talk about him? Yeah. Hmm. That Andrew thinks that Timothy Dalton's even better than Pierce Bronson. Because, like, they each pick one. Like, one loves Roger Moore. One loves Sean Connery. (laughs) And so the third one picks Timothy Dalton over Pierce Bronson. (laughs) 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 To me, that was the joke. (laughs) You take the two least favorite, and then you pick the least favorite of the two. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I just, I never internalized, I never really sat and thought about it that um, that Pierce Brosnan was the current Bond at the time. <laughs> if he wasn't, yeah, he probably, if there was Bond movies he, going on. There were. GoldenEye was like, I think I was in high school, and this came out like okay. right after I was in high school, so. Okay, okay. He had at least done one, maybe even two, and I think he did, did he do three or four? Three or four. I don't know. I, okay. I'm not. I'm not a Bond nerd. I've seen a lot of the movies, but I really don't have. Yeah. Big, big opinions, you know. Yeah, I'm fairly knowledgeable and have seen many of them, but. Right. And even in high school, back in the day, I had a few conversations about which Bond was better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we saw a lot of James Bond, you know, having the mom and dad that we had, they loved him, you know, so we saw him, but yeah. I, I couldn't sit there and make an argument over which one's better, you know. Right. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Just for fun, how much money do you think Giles gave to Buffy in that check? I always thought it was at least 2000 Boy, I I went way higher than that. Because it seemed like the plumbing bill was like in the double digits, didn't it? Well, Don says that that's a funny looking phone number. So it's at least enough digits to kind of get... Right, I can't... It certainly wasn't in the triple digits. No, no. But um... I... Th- I think re-copper wiring or re-popper piping your entire house would be in the double digits. I've never copper had to do it. is extremely expensive, so I would say copper re-copper piping a house. Yeah, I would say lower double digits. You know. Yeah. Or high single. You know, I would say probably between like nine and eleven thousand. Yeah, that's about what I was thinking, and I guarantee he at least covered that and probably, and probably the more. other things. I would, I would probably put it at fifteen to twenty thousand that he gave. Me her. too. Maybe fifteen thousand. Yeah. Yeah, I. Yeah, I go way higher than you, Val. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'll put it up there. Just you know, she seemed. She seemed more than happy. Like, this was more than going to cover the the piping. This was going to give her a little bit of a cushion. Yeah. That wasn't just, here's a a tiny percentage of what you're owing. Right. That was not what he did. Yeah. It seemed more like, here's, this is going to cover everything, plus give you a little bit more, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Totally. So, yeah. I would say 15 15 to 20 is my guess. (laughs) 
Okay. And I did not like the look Giles gave after Buffy said she felt safe knowing he'd always be here. Gulp. That's like when a character says, we have all the time in the world. Stop saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) I give this one 5 out of 10 essence of slug candles. (laughs) Okay. All the way. Yay, this one I liked. I don't think this one is super popular because it's so Dawn-centric. But I really liked it mainly for the other stuff and not Dawn and the Juvie friends. (laughs) Definitely my favorite out of these last three episodes. Got to address the elephant in the room right away. Willow. Oh, no, you didn't. (laughs) Wow. Mind-wiping your girlfriend. Not cool, man. I'm thinking mind-wiping, not a good thing. But what do I know? I've only watched most of the season about 15 times, (laughs) except for the trio stuff. (laughs) That was me. But we'll see if they'll be fallout or not. I felt bad for Tara. Her mind had been messed up once by Glory. Yes, in a worse way, but it still sucks that once again her mind has been altered. But it's worse because it was done by someone she loves and trusts. Totally. Sue, is it safe to say that Willow is on your shit list after these three episodes? <laughs> I think it's safe to say that. It was like the first thing she said. <laughs> that was one of the first things I said. I'm Sue, and I'm off the Willow wagon. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Did you ever think she'd do something like that to someone she loves? So Willow goes to magic to make things easier for herself, and not thinking how it could hurt someone. <clears throat> Sue, do you think the two guys were going to turn out to be vamps? And what the hell, Don? <laughs> you were going to let Justin bite you? What's up with that? He wasn't even cute. Are you talking about... Val, I'm asking you a question while you're not being able to answer me. Are you talking about when she stakes him? She's gotta be. Because I think she let him bite him because he didn't quite bite her because she was letting him get close enough to stake him, right? That's... Yeah, but as before the staking happened, I was like, Dawn, what the crap? What are you doing? You know? Well, I just totally was like, she's totally trying to be Buffy. I didn't think that at all. I thought, she's falling for a She's just a stupid little 15 year old girl, and this is the first that's ever told her she's pretty and kissed her. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, Yeah, I did think about Buffy and how she's like, I think they had just had that conversation, too. She's like, you did. You fell for a ramp. I think she was kind of doing this weird, defiant, but hero worship mingly thing. <laughs> but yeah, but... All, I, he is the first boy she kissed, and it just had happened. So I think there was still lingering little just 15-year-old girl feelings. See, and I think that's what it was, because I don't understand what... Why she would be defiant towards Buffy, where Buffy has just come back from the dead. Why is she being defiant against her? You know? Well, she's kind of doing some weird stuff. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. She confused me. I, yeah. I think she had confused feelings, but I think she only let him almost bite her because she was trying to get him close enough so she could stake him. That's... I got that, that once thought. the staking happened. I was like, right. okay, she was actually doing kind of a smart thing, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. But as I was watching it, I was like, Dawn, what the hell? Right. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you know? And that is true on rewatches. I forget <laughs> that she stakes them. And so I'm like, I have that thoughts all over again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Okay. I really like the Willow Terra fight at the bronze. Not the actual fighting per se, but we get to see a more assertive Terra. But whoa, Willow, I didn't expect that snitty comeback of, well, that would be a good start after Terra said, what do you want me to do? Just sit back and keep my mouth shut. But I love angst on my shows. Bring it on, I say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was awful. I couldn't yeah. believe she talked to Terra that way. That would have been a major big deal to me. Yes. <laughs> if yes. my um, special other, if my, that's the word, if my significant other ever said anything like that to me. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We, Rob that's... and I do not talk like that. <laughs> oh, ever. absolutely not. That's incredibly disrespectful. And yeah. Yeah. No. Well, Cam and I will joke that way, but never in a fight or an argument. No, 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 no. You know, the yeah. very few rare ones that we have. No, that would never happen. Mm -mm. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Tara was right to stop Willow because, yes, something could have gone wrong with her little spell of shifting everyone into an alternate dimension who wasn't a 15-year-old girl. Because what could go wrong with that? Especially since Willow hasn't had the greatest track record, <laughs> even if she has become a little stronger with her spells. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was such a dumb idea, Willow. Just, just pip and look for her. <laughs> <laughs> she drives me crazy. <laughs> I'll just put him in this other dimension for a second. Just for a second. I know. Like, oh my gosh. Where do you get off? And yeah, you don't have the best track record. It was just a few months ago she shifted um Glory into another dimension and got a nosebleed for like two days. And right. Anyway, but it didn't seem like it was that big of a deal to her. Like, she's really come that far, I guess. I guess in her mind she has. Yeah. Love the Giles scene when he's walking through the cemetery. Missed Cemetery Halloween. Should end well. <laughs> I know I love that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> kind of a fourth wall breakage, <laughs> almost. Then he trips on something and falls on his face, then pops back up to say, bloody, bloody brilliant. <laughs> also love finding out why Giles cleans his glasses so he doesn't see what everyone is doing. Tell no one. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> <laughs> and for the longest time, I always thought Don dusted Justin with a pencil, but the shooting script said it was a bolt from Spike's fallen crossbow. But rewatching it last year, I really should have seen it wasn't a pencil. It's cool to still learn new things about these apps after all this time. Did you guys think it was a pencil too? Just me? Never mind. You know, I actually noticed. For some reason, I really zeroed in on Spike's weapon. And mm -hmm. had seen his little, like, carved dowly looking things. Mm -hmm. And I totally was like, oh, I wonder. Because right after Spike shoots, he shoots a vamp. And then he goes to shoot someone else. And someone, like, tackles him. Right. And so I just, I had, the second I saw Don's spike, I had the distinct, like, did she get it from the person that tackled him? Or how did, you know, I actually had those thoughts. So, no, I, I had weird 
zero in vibes. <laughs> and I didn't think it was a pencil. I knew exactly what it was. I didn't think it was a pencil. I just knew it was some tiny little, like you said, like a dowel carved into a spike. Mm. Um, but yeah, you're right. She, it was one of Spike's spikes. <laughs> Steaks. <laughs> Steaks, not spikes. I've been calling them spikes. <laughs> okay. Um, damn, there were a lot of pillows on Willow and Tara's bed. <laughs> Rob and I have a lot, too. Seven. I just counted. <laughs> so I was like, normal. <laughs> we do, too, but ours are like actual pillows, not um, decorative pillows. Yeah. Well, oh. We have eight. <laughs> we have. We don't have any decorative pillows, but my husband needs like six pillows to sleep with. He's weird. <laughs> he builds a pillow fort. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I found out recently his sister does too, so it's a Rydman thing. <laughs> <laughs> we use a lot to like sit up and watch TV in, and then once we both sleep, we shove off. Several of them. <laughs> and we have one decorative black pillow. No lace. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I never want to see another Dawn makeout session with anyone again. Just know. Oh, oh man, I'm with ya. Oh. BTW Dawn, Halloween is not lame, so be quiet. Agreed. I love Halloween. And don't even get Sue started. Nope. I love Halloween so much. <laughs> and I totally fell for the old guy being the bad guy. Him and his creepy humming, big ass knife, and damn Rice Krispie treats. <laughs> I fell for it too. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> Finally, Xander tells the gang about the engagement. It's about bloody time. Eight out of ten bruised Giles. It's lumpy Gileses. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Next up, once more with feeling. So excited. Hope we didn't hype it up too much for you, Sue. <clears throat> oh, I'm not allowing you guys to hype it up. <laughs> <laughs> she stayed neutral. <laughs> P.S. I always forget to add my what I've been watching. I get my money's worth out of my Netflix, so I always would like something to contribute. I'll try to remember next to add my recommendations. Shout out to Bunny. Hey, boy. P.S.S. Baba Duke, Duke, Duke. I love that movie, too. Good night, guys. Have a fun podcast. Sorry. Bye. Shout out to your dog, too, M. Emily. I had to go back and find her name. Lola. Hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Val. <laughs> Bunny says hi, and he had a really good time camping this weekend, he was such a good dog. Val also says, oh, I forgot to add that in Life Serial, Buffy's construction helmet was so big. She looked like the great gazoo from the... <laughs> Another great gazoo comment. <laughs> his, his helmet is really big for his head. Like, it almost floats above his head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, thanks, everyone. Well... <laughs> Val also says, yay for sending feedback, Elizabeth. And then she writes back, oh, I had a whole thing about misguided feminism with the construction scene. <laughs> Just in case that gets misinterpreted, I'm a feminist. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we missed her. Feminism and the construction scene. <laughs> Rant. 
I, yeah, I missed it. She didn't say it. She was too, she was, she had to leave work. <laughs> she wanted to go home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That is feedback. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Thank you. All right. We're going to change things up a little bit. I had the idea. We're going to see how this works. We're going to do our likes and dislikes first. We made a decision to do feedback at the beginning of our podcast long ago because we thought, you know, every other podcast does it at the end. And you've already discussed everything. And then you talk about their feedback and you're like, yeah, we already discussed that, you know, at when you mm-hmm. read it. And it just kind of seems lame. So I think it works out good on our podcast because we kind of can discuss the greatest hits through that. And then we'll go deeper into the episode. Right. Um, it works really well, especially, I think, on, what's it? Um, yes, Mother with Bates Motel. Yes. Anyway, and so I've been thinking about our likes and dislikes now that we're doing them again. When we do them, we've already talked about it all. So when we do the likes and dislikes, it's like, yeah, you know, this, 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 these are my likes. Although you already know that because we've just discussed the whole thing. So I thought, hey, we'll do it at the beginning. And then as we talk about the episodes and we bring up our likes and dislikes, we can expand on them. But for this section, we can just bullet point our likes and dislikes and it'll be a little more fun. That's the that's the dream anyway. <laughs> we'll give it a try. We'll see how it goes. All right. Um, do you want me to start with mine? You always start. You're the newbie. Okay, so I didn't, I had set aside about half an hour tonight where I was really going to concentrate on my likes and dislikes, and then I got the message that I had to call my mother-in-law, and that took up that half an hour. Hmm. So I I had quickly written down a few a couple hours ago, and then I was going to like concentrate more. So this is what I wrote down quickly as my likes. Um. Giles, and, and I did this a few hours ago, not like while we were just doing feedback. Okay. Um, Giles telling Willow off. Uh-huh. Um, Buffy and Spike. Yeah. The nerds. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, Tara upset with Willow always doing magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the little scenes in Buffy's loop, like her crying. <laughs> And stomping on Giles' glasses. And then kitten poker. (laughs) My likes are kitten poker, Buffy drinking whiskey, the Willow and Giles scene. We had a lot of the same. (laughs) Um, I liked, in these three episodes, Buffy's, like, joke cracking about being dead and how how they all have kind of an edge to them. I like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. She's very quick to joke about her being dead just recently and, you know, talking about waking up in a coffin and, and, but they all just have this full edge to them. And I just, I really like that. 
And then I like that Spike is going to go watch The Great Pumpkin, <laughs> Charlie Brown. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, that that would have been one that I wrote down because I have that in my notes. Aww. So that would have been one that I would have gone through my notes and like put that as a like. Yes. Yeah. That is like the most adorable thing ever. <laughs> oh. Because I love... I'm such a nerd for the peanuts results for some reason. I love them so much. Cam hates them so much, and I just what? love them. Yeah, I don't know. He just thinks they're dumb, and I just have this nostalgia. I, I, and, and plus, I just like them. <laughs> I like them too, and they're kind of they're like comfort food. Totally, for my brain. There's something totally. about them. It must have been our household. Yeah. Even the stupid ones that no one else likes, I enjoy them. <laughs> yeah, my favorite one is the Thanksgiving one. I love the Thanksgiving one. When like they have like popcorn and I don't know, they put together like this little kids Thanksgiving. I just love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking? There's one where they like reenact the Pilgrims coming on the Mayflower. I've seen that one. I think that's the same one. Oh, okay. Um. I, the Caspers on laser, no, it was, it wasn't laser disc. It was way before that, but they were like big white record sized Mm -hmm. plastic video viewing things. I don't even know what those were called. I remember those. They had the, um, the river rafting one on that. And we watched it all the time. We loved it, and I have looked for it actually, because <laughs> like Netflix at one time at least had a bunch of them, and they don't have that one. And it was a full length movie, and I loved it. They do like this river rafting trip, and I don't know what it's called, but I loved it, and we watched it so much. We wore that. I thing out. I remember that. Yeah. Anyway, that was a good memory for me. Anyway. I like Spike. Spike's like knows when it's on, and he's got a little appointment to watch. He's like, it's on in twenty. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. <laughs> okay, dislikes. I only got two of them because I had felt good about my likes, and then it was just starting on my dislikes, and yeah. Anyway. Um, my dislikes is Willow <laughs> and Don and the guys going into that house. Yeah. All right. My dislikes are the mummy hand lady. She was just gross. She was gross. I just did not like her at all. <laughs> she just, no. Nope. Assorted plot problems. I wrote. <laughs> I was like, this was weak. This was weak. And then I'm like, I'll just put assorted plot problems. <laughs> Just leave it at that. Don's kissing scene. Oh. Oh, I hate it so bad. I hated that. Willow's chicken breast joke. The worst. (laughs) Oh, yes. Seriously, overcompensate much? Now, Tara made a joke about something about, I don't... The shiver me timbers. Yeah, she's like, I don't really go for the timber. That was great. That was fine. That was a good joke, yeah. Good delivery, whatever. That was fine. Willow's chicken breaststroke was so awkward and stupid and overcompensating feeling to me. I dislike it greatly <laughs> for whatever reason. <laughs> well, it and it was done in front of people at dinner and a 15-year-old girl and 
you it know. It was so unnecessary. Yeah, it was a little more, it was like TMI kind of thing. Yes, big know. time TMI. And it, it, it spanked of like, I don't know. I don't like how Willow just went from men to women in a flash. I think it cheapened something for some reason. It's like mm-hmm. it's like they want to ignore the fact she was ever not gay and like they put these jokes in to like compensate for that or something. Like there's a character on Grey's Anatomy that went lesbian mid-show and mm-hmm. she still talks about there's still just little things about men that creep up once in a while and it just seems so realistic to me to have a woman that was heterosexual most her life and then for the past, I don't know, six or seven years has been with a woman to mm-hmm. still kind of, I don't know, have some sort of, like, I get, I get what I saw before. Yes. I'm just more interested in this instead. Yeah, that just seems more natural to me. There's just something about, it just seems weird. And I feel like they're dishonoring what Willow went through just a little bit. And I'm, I don't maybe I just have no say in this because I'm not <laughs> a lesbian <laughs> and I haven't gone through it, but it just, there's just a little something about the fact, it just seems a little unrealistic to me. And when they pepper in these little jokes, it just doesn't work. And I just have a little bothering about it. Cause I guess the only one thing they ever do is that little fight where she seems a little insecure, you know, that mm-hmm. terrible fight in season five. Right, she right. seems a little bit insecure about it. And what Tara might think, that she's just, maybe just likes Tara and that she'll go back to men after or something. Right. That's the only time they even touch on it, and it just, I don't know. It's just a little weird. Sorry, that was way bigger rant than I expected. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, I don't know. You might be reading a little too much into it. I just thought it was a dumb joke. and It's, it's something I just feel, it... and that joke just kind of... Um, made it all come out <laughs> i thought it was just in poor taste in the, in the company she was with with giles with dawn it absolutely was you know it was i mean maybe if it was just her tara and xander it would have worked better or something i don't know yeah or maybe just tara or i don't know yeah i just what bothered me was i don't know it just seemed like a little bit too just TMI and, and it was it was TMI and inappropriate. Yeah, totally. It was, dumb. and that is how I feel about it. And then that rant just spilled out. <laughs> I got you. You can have your rants. You can have. I get it. I get it. Okay. And then I said, I'm just going to say it. Willow. This <laughs> 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 is one of my dislikes. Okay. I know. I don't want to go off on Willow too much because she has a I, lot of fans. <laughs> that's how on my dislikes I just put Willow. You know, you guys will get it after we're done talking about these episodes. <laughs> I don't need to go on. I don't want to alienate our Willow loving audience, but I have to speak my mind. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, I'll have more. To and this speak. is this is not her finest hour. Nope. Nope. So. So what are the numbers? Ah, uh, yes. You want main numbers first, right? 
I want, yeah, numbers of this season. That'll be easier for me to guess oh, than okay. the overall numbers. Because I have a feeling that my numbers are different than others. <laughs> All right. Well, we have number 10. We have number 18. And we have number 20. Wow. Okay. So, okay. Well, I'm going to base this on the feedback. I'm going to say... I'm not basing this on my rankings this time because I have a feeling I, I have different rankings than most. Um, so I'm going to go by feedback, and I'm going to say that um, All the Way is number 10. Um, Flooded is 18, and Life Serial is 20. Um, you got Flooded, right? 18? Life Serial's 10, though, and All the Way is 20. Oh, okay. Our people enjoy All the Way better than the the uh, fandom as a whole does. Okay, okay. Cause, yeah, that's what I was basing on, was, like, mostly, like, Val and stuff, so. What are your rankings? Um, worst to first, I've got All the Way, Life Serial, and then Flooded. All right, so so pretty much not at all what <laughs> except for all the way was your worst, right? Or your favorite? Did I get that? No, all the way is my worst. That's right. Okay. Okay. And then life serial second worst flooded is favorite. Okay. Well, flooded is number eighteen, as I said, and it's ranked number one twenty three, which is pretty far down. Wow. Not just in this season, but in the show as a whole. Wow. My first note is, yep, it was literal. (laughs) (laughs) Mine is, like I said, oh man, I should have gone literal on my prediction (laughs) for this one. (laughs) My next one is, no one knows about shutting off the water supply (laughs) to the house. (laughs) That's true. Um, my next note is not a bad idea. She should find a way to profit on slaying. Haha. <laughs> I didn't even think about like what we were talking way earlier about the the watchers should be the council should be paying her. Well <laughs> is the is the charging to slay vampires a not so subtle knock on angels premise? Yeah, really. They when they do that they usually make it a little more obvious. Yeah. Like a little more self-referential. But they don't. And maybe they're just trying not to do that this time. <laughs> but it left me going, well, that's not how they normally knock their own show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I wonder if things have changed a little bit now that they're on different networks. And they felt like they couldn't do it too much. Or too unsubtly? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, we skipped a note of mine that says Don has another number shirt. Cool it, evil twin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I noticed that too. <laughs> it also looks like a homemade craft project. <laughs> it really looked like Don had like glued felt and then like little bedazzled things on it. <laughs> It was really weird. It looked like a Lego shirt or something. <laughs> um, 
My next note is, I love it when Buffy throws the gun and it goes off. <laughs> that was so funny. These things are never a good idea. And she just throws it. And boom. <laughs> that could have shot any number of innocent bystanders. You know? <laughs> it just shows that guns are not her thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, guns are not a big player in the Buffyverse. And then, oh, that's a weird place for a horn, haha. Ha. I thought that was funny. <laughs> um, and now Giles seems to know that Buffy is unhappy. Yeah, I wrote that she has a much harder time lying to Giles. Yeah. Little things just keep bubbling out of her. <laughs> it was interesting. That scene is interesting when they go in the back together, you know? Yeah. She just kind of keeps going. Yeah. About sleeping, and she's like, because I had to, you know, woke up in a box. And, you know, she just keeps going. Oh, I know. And I just kept thinking, oh, that's just got to be horrible. Like, because there is, we all have it, that that little second between, like, waking up and, like, being awake where you're, like – in your dream world or, or when something devastating has happened and there's that little second when everything seems okay. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And then you wake up and you're like, oh, you know. Yeah, and when it's really bad, I'll have like, I don't have that second, but I have a second where I don't remember what it is, but I'm like, something really bad's going on. Yes, yes. And then my mind catches up with me and I'm like, oh, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, you know, I remember having that after our dog Tosh died and after mom died. You know, you just kind of wake up and you're like, I feel really bad. Why? And then you're yep. like, oh, yeah. And then, like, reality just, like, floods in. Right. And I imagine it's, it's kind of, you know, the same with her. Like, probably every time she wakes up, she's probably afraid she's in that coffin, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like she relives it and... Yeah. Oh. He says it's not so much nightmares, it's the waking up part that's hard. Well, can you imagine waking up in a coffin? <laughs> no. <laughs> just disoriented and just, yeah. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just I just get the feeling that Giles, at this point, just kind of knows yeah, things aren't as good as everyone seems to be saying it is, you know? Yeah, and he's a little strange himself. He's kind of like... I mean, her death was devastating. But he finally had, like, moved on to England. And, you know, right, right. He had a right. flattened bath and had made a new friend, he said, which is weird. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I didn't write it down, but I thought their little reunion was very sweet, you know? Absolutely. It is very sweet, especially when they're in the front hugging. And mm-hmm. She's like, I'm a miracle. And he's like, I always thought you were. Yeah. You, yep. you yep. just see Giles and you're like, oh. Everything's going to be Giles, okay. Giles has seen Buffy for the first time. This is so sweet. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> you know how devastating that was and how hard he took it. And, and he wasn't involved at all in getting her back and. Anyway, quite the reunion. Yeah. Um, 
my next note is, is that Jonathan? And then my next note is, is that that robot guy? Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I don't know the story if they... So Tucker... So Andrew was Tucker's brother. Right. And Tucker was the guy that did the hellhounds for prom. Right. So they just made some... Like, I don't know if they just didn't want to get that actor back, or if they didn't couldn't get him back so they just had to find maybe they just wanted Tom Link I don't know maybe he was just right for kind of what they were doing and so they hired him and made up a story something about flying monkeys in the school play that we never got to see right because <laughs> when they were talking about that I was like is this something that happened like in season one am I forgetting something <laughs> and I was like I would totally remember flying monkeys I totally Totally did that my first watch. I'm like, <laughs> look at that, look at that, look at that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> look at that, look at that, look at that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no flying monkeys. <laughs> nope. File not found. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And. Yeah, then I have, I was really hoping Buffy would tell Giles she wasn't in hell. So it must be another talk that they were having, and I don't know, I kept, like, expecting her to... Confide in him. To, to confide in him, too, you know? Yeah, because he isn't one of the Scoobies, really, and <laughs> right, he's different for her. And you can tell, I mean, the way they talk and the way they interact, he, you know, it's it's father figure, it's... It's her father. It's father figure. He wasn't part of it. And he had moved on, you know. Uh-huh. He had left. And he would be a good one besides Spike to, you know. Yeah, but maybe she just doesn't want to disappoint him. It's, it's weird. In the scene that he and Willow go at it. Mm-hmm. Buffy's outside and Spike comes out and he's like, did you hear all that? And she's like, enough to make me feel bad. Mm-hmm. So you're like, what did she hear? How much of that did she hear? I don't know. I was, I was going to ask you about that because she says like enough to make me feel even worse or something. Yeah. So they leave it really open-ended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> To wonder for ourselves how much she heard. And it sounds like Spike heard it, too. Who knows how much they both heard. But it doesn't... I would think that if she heard all of it, she'd be acting a little different. But then, the way she is right now, maybe not. You know? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of thinking she heard most of it. You know? Yeah. The... And I think what's making her feel crappy, because she does say that, right? She says something like, "Enough to make yeah, enough to make me feel even worse, or something." Yeah, I don't know exactly, but yes. I'm thinking that what she means is Giles is getting on Willow. Like, we still don't know what Buffy came back. You know, like there could still be something wrong with her. Wrong with her. Exactly. And yeah, I think that's I what's when making I th- her feel worse. I don't exactly because think- when I think about 
what Buffy might have heard and what would make her feel bad. That's the one line that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's anything to do with Buff or Giles yelling at Willow for, you know, delving into magic that she shouldn't. It's, it's what he says about her. Like we don't even know because you know, she he's so happy to see her, but now she knows that he's still a little bit like cautious about oof, you know. Mm-hmm. Who are and you? And that you know? that would make you feel even more alienated than she probably does. Totally, exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and then my next is, yay, Giles. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't, I had to rewind it, you know, when when he's doing the dishes and Willow comes in and he's like, he calls her stupid, like. Yeah, you stupid girl. You're just a stupid girl. And I was like, wait, what? And I had to rewind <laughs> it and I'm like, yeah, he called her stupid. <laughs> I mean, It's pretty shocking because we know wow. how dark. Giles has gone. We don't know really, but we know enough that his Ripper stuff was pretty dang dark. Mm-hmm. And he's looking at Willow is just so stupid. Yeah, and to to call her that is just it was shocking to me. Whoa. I mean, yeah. that's that's a very um they chose that word. You know, stupid is, it's a terrible thing to call anybody, really. Right. And, you know, and, and there's a th- lot of different words they could have come up with to kind of convey, you know, he could have said, like, ignorant or, do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, stupid Willow, is just like, wow. That stupid. one would probably cut her more than a lot of things, don't it, you think? Yes, totally, totally. You know, he could have said naive. He could have said ignorant. He could have said, you know, he does later say amateur, you know. He could have said idiot, you know. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. There's just something about the word stupid to me that just really, like, packs a punch that not not a lot of, like, synonyms to that word pack. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. You know, it's just a very powerful word. I remember having a lot of conversations with <laughs> A friend of mine growing up around high school age. I think it it got stemmed from watching that movie called Shadowlands. I totally remember this. (laughs) They have a conversation about stupid versus ignorant. Mm -hmm. And what's a better thing to be called. And I think in certain situations, one's better than the other. You know, they're, they're synonyms, but there's a very different take on both of them. And yeah, Mm -hmm. anyway. Mm hmm. Ignorant, and that all, the word ignorant also reminds me of um, coal miner's daughter Sissy Spacek uses it with pride. She's like, "I'm ignorant, you know. <laughs> I don't know this stuff." Right, right. Because I ignorant... haven't been exposed to it. I don't know. Right, because stupid that is, is stupid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because ignorant, you know, it can be used in a mean way, but it doesn't have. As you know, the the actual meaning of the word isn't as bad. It's like you just don't know. Right. It's just come to be like, oh, you're just ignorant, and it's it's come to have like a a bad connotation or a demeaning connotation to it. Well, if you call someone ignorant and they really aren't, it's it's probably a worse thing to call somebody. Right. As just like a 
I don't know. I think it can definitely be a bigger thing. But in this situation, ignorant would have been nicer. It would have been nicer coming from an Englishman. I think that's another thing that, like, kind of makes it interesting that he uses the word stupid because he's like a proper Englishman. And that doesn't seem like something... It it doesn't seem like a Giles word to me. Yeah. Like, you know, he was purposely using it to just cut her to the core. Do you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, because I think in some you know, ways when, like, like, Americans would say stupid, Englishmen might say, like, silly. Exactly. You silly girl. Exactly. But he said stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Or he could have been like, oh, you're just a sod, or, you know, I mean, just... Use like an English term, right? But he is like, I don't know. It just like struck me when he said "stupid." I was like, "Wow, that he couldn't have picked a better word to convey how mad he is." And yeah, and as he goes on, you see that he's <laughs> he is really mad, he's livid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and everything he says is right. I just like everything I said. he says is right. You know, there are others in this world that can do what you did. You just don't want to meet them. And it, oh, it's just, it's also, it's juxtaposed with her being like, oh, okay, so, so scary. You know, like the Blair Witch would have had to watch like this. And you just like want to smack her. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Because you know she's downplaying and just being like, she's, it's like she's talking to someone that doesn't know magic. And I think that sets him off to the stupid thing because I think so too because you know she's talking to Giles you Mm -hmm. know she's talking to someone that's not only twice her age but But he's been dark he has been dark (laughs) and he's been in this world probably since before she was even born right and and she was kind of going back to like like season two Willow kind of being, I don't know, just, yeah, like the Blair Witch thing and I don't know. And yeah, it was, making... it was like she was talking to Xander. Yes, yes. And she or was even making... someone even stupider about magic. Making just very anybody. light of the whole situation. Right. Where you brought someone back from the dead. <laughs> That's, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Just a, a normal, person, you know, young 20-somethings, you know, fresh-faced girls don't do that. That is reserved, apparently, for the darkest of the dark wizards. Right. Or witches, whatever. <laughs> Man-witches. <laughs> Man-witches, exactly. Yeah, I just, I wrote, Willow is just way too caught up in her own power. I can't believe she doesn't even see, like, she doesn't even see the logic that he's saying. She she doesn't even accept it. No, and it's like his words are slapping her in the face. That when she first, she's like, Giles, you know, she is shocked. As shocked as the rest of us. Oh, yeah. And then she, uh. Yeah, when she pulls the, didn't you know how powerful I am, so maybe you shouldn't piss me off type, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. I guess that could be, like, just a, a wall of defense coming up, and you would say something like that, you know? 
I don't know how much she really meant it. Well, she doesn't. She never. Now she this little. If you watch it, her face does this little. She almost shakes off that hard edge and tries to, you know, butter him up again. Right. Let's yes. not do this, you know. Oh, I saw. I noticed that. Yeah. Let's sweep it under the rug. You know, pretend I didn't just say that. No, but when she says that, it was almost like this weirdness came out in her, like like something took over. Yeah, but I don't feel like it's like otherworldly or she's being mind controlled by somebody. It's like just her. Yeah, and but like I said, she I mean, kind of taps it down and shakes it off. Right, I think she kind of like. I mean, he attacks her, and so, you know, your normal defense is to attack back. And I kind of see that that's what she did. I kind of see it as that. Like, you called me stupid, and you've, you know, just lectured me for, you know, two minutes. What's she going to say but what she said, you know? Yeah, although I would also expect her, as a normal human being, to kind of... A little, I don't know if pious is the right word, but kind of, maybe you're right. Well, yeah, exactly. You do know more than me, I bet, you know, about this stuff. Maybe he doesn't know an, as much of the actual magic. Maybe, I don't know. That's not quite the point. It's more like, you are the adult. And... <laughs> You know, you you are my elder, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Just maybe, I don't know. I'd expect a little, a little bit of the. I'm sorry. Maybe you're maybe you're giving me something to chew on, but there is zero of it. That right. That's why I ever don't. I just can't believe she's not seeing any logic in what he's saying. So mm-hmm. like. You're either going to go one way or the other in that kind of situation. You're either going to, like, listen and go, you've got a point, you know, uh-huh. or you're going to attack back and say something like, well, now that you know how powerful I am, maybe you shouldn't piss me off. Which is very worrying. You know, <laughs> it is. It's very worrying. That that's, that's where she goes. That That's where she goes. Right, because I would expect Willow to do the other one. Mm-hmm. I would expect Willow to listen, but... Speaking of expecting Willow, I'm a little (laughs) disappointed in Giles by saying that I would expect you, out of everybody, to be smart about this kind of thing. And I'm like, really? The Willow you've known for the past year or so? Yeah, I Because I've been seeing signs, Giles, that she's not the one to trust. (laughs) Right, right. Maybe it's stuff that he just has not been privy to. And we have in like the quiet corners of you know her and her and Tara's interactions. Yeah, but I mean, who who else does he have to choose from though? There's Xander, there's Anya, Dawn, Tara. I guess has Tara always. Yeah, but Tara, he just doesn't know her enough. He just he doesn't and, know her as well. Yeah. He and Willow have have had a pretty special bond. The series. Yeah. Um, he is a father figure to her, like kind of what Harold was alluding to. Mm-hmm. There is a father figureness, absolutely. Like their hug at the airport was the sweetest. Yes, that's true. 
Anyway, yeah, very powerful scene. It was. It was very powerful. I loved it. I love it when Spike offers to take them all out <laughs> to Buffy. <laughs> you get them in the herd a little. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's cute. And then I wrote, Spike and Buffy should just run, run off together. <laughs> they totally should at this point. <laughs> they totally should. And then... I love how now Buffy's all worried about all of her possessions. <laughs> I wrote that too. I love how worried Buffy is at the breaking of the stuff. Because <laughs> that's, that's something that we as the home audience have probably thought time and time again yep. watching this whole series. Yep. And to have someone actually be worried about it too is great. I know. And you know why she is. Because all of a sudden it's all real to her. It's all money to her. It's all dollar signs. <laughs> I just love it how... That even does something. She like catches that vase and like puts it back. I know. <laughs> and he, he throws the leg of the coffee table in his lap. She's like, ah! <laughs> <Designer lap. laughs> but yeah, the vase is the best. <laughs> she was so happy that she saved it. <laughs> She, like, carefully puts it back. <laughs> and then I wrote down, um, please tell me the nerds are the big bad. <laughs> <laughs> but now after listening to the feedback, I'm guessing they're not, but, but you kind of put that in my ear last time because I hadn't even been thinking about the big bad, so I've been kind of, like, Looking for them. Thinking about it, and I'm like, oh, please let it be these nerds. I love them. <laughs> so you might think it be them instead of life. <laughs> yes. That's you said last time. <laughs> well, I'd only seen three episodes. <laughs> well, it was a fine big bad. What? Change it up instead of being a thing. It's, it's, it's life. But, yeah, I wanted it to be the nerds, but I guess it's not. The trio, or the nerds, whatever you want to call them, <laughs> um... They definitely have their people that can't stand them, but that's not the whole fandom. And I think they're funny. I enjoy the nerds. I adored them. <laughs> yeah, I, I loved liked. their little arguments. I loved listening to them talk. I loved how, not in this episode, but in an upcoming one, how fighting about James Bond almost got him like caught <laughs> their little arguments <laughs> I just I don't know I love my nerds yeah I our nephew Booker is a little nerd and I just adore him yep I got to spend anytime he's here he's always like playing some League of Legends or something game and he's on his little headset and I hear him talking to his friends and <laughs> <laughs> and it just makes me laugh so much <laughs> <laughs> but um, I do have a question yeah um, wouldn't Jonathan had known that Buffy Severs died I mean, hmm. I've never thought about that. <laughs> he did go to high school with her. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm thinking, like, did they, when she died, I mean, she had a headstone that people would see at a cemetery. Yeah. You know, my thoughts, I, headstone aside, I think they really downplayed it and they really kept it hush-hush because they really wanted the Buffy bot to make people think the Slayer was still alive so the town didn't get overrun by demons, which happened once they found out that the Buffy bot was a Buffy bot. Right. So I know they did the headstone, but I'm just guessing that was dramatic effect and it was really kept hush-hush in the town. Okay. That's my headcanon. Okay. Because they... They didn't want anyone to know. And, you know, Buffy... Buffy Bot went to... Parent-teacher conference. Parent-teacher conference. It was... It was really... and But she did look like she had been really legitimately buried. Buried. Right. With, you know, like, the embalming. You know, she had a funeral exactly. dress on. Exactly. She had she a had coffin. She had a headstone. A she coffin. had a headstone. I mean, she she wasn't. They didn't like... do that alone, so it's a, it's a little it's a it's an iffy plot point, a plot okay. hole, I guess you could say. But I think you just have to put all of that. You have to shush. <laughs> you have to shush all that and just look at the big picture that they were keeping her death secret. Okay. So they wouldn't be overrun with demons. That's that's kind of what I figured, but. I don't know. I just figured, I don't know, Sunnydale seems like a fairly small town. Mm-hmm. And just, we come from a small town. Even when you try to keep something a secret, it's just not a secret. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Then I'll just shush that. <laughs> shush. That'll be best. <laughs> um and then my last question is, um, why does she need to go see Angel? And it made me panic for a second. And I was like, was I supposed to watch an Angel? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, Emily told me I'm done with Angels for a little while. Well, I'm not going to tell you what happens in Angel, but that's the one tiny little snag about just watching Buffy's for the time being and then okay. going back to Angel. But I'm not going to tell you what happens. But Okay. It it's okay. It's not you're not missing out on something you need to know for Buffy. I didn't think so. I was just like, yeah. something's my, going on in Angel Land. My last question is: so the plumber hadn't come yet, right? Because the basement was still all flooded, right? And sh- the, does she break off the pipe? No, he does. And she, I just think it's when she like beats him to death. No copper repipe, right? <laughs> Like all the stress about the, the pipes is going into that demon. <laughs> oh but he hadn't come yet and fixed it all, right? Like he didn't just break what happened. I don't think so, no. It didn't look done. I think no. he had just come and done an estimate. and He had, he had only done an estimate because, I mean, I, I couldn't believe the water was still in the basement. It's been a day or two, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's, um... It's still all leaky, and it's like, hello, what are you guys doing? Turn the main water. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to turn the the water main off in the house and drain the basement. 
You have to. That's the first thing you do is get the water out because you don't let it sit there. It's going to warp your wood. It's going to right cause foundation problems it, it, it's gonna cause a lot of problems <laughs> it could have all been that one day could it that okay. episode yeah but okay. still even have that not be the thing they do that morning is just that's... we should have had a scene with like a sump pump and everyone with shop backs and stuff <laughs> right yes <laughs> <laughs> but we needed to kill the demon by draining him in the basement for some that's... reason <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm just thinking too practically. Yep, me too. Plus, I was like looking at, I'm like, they've still got boxes in the basement. Everything's gonna be moldy, and this is like her mom's stuff. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> <laughs> there could be family photos in those boxes. <laughs> Probably are. That's where. Uh, that's where Spike. That's was. where Spike got his photo. <laughs> Get that out. <laughs> That's the first thing you do. <laughs> yeah, they're not the most practical. Yeah, it's TV. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's. Are you ready to move on? Yep. All right. Life cereal. Uh, so that's rank number ten and number sixty-five for the whole series. My first note is, shut up, Willow. I don't know what she's, I'm talking about. Oh, I bet it's the chicken choke. <laughs> Probably. That is one yeah. of the first things when that's Buffy one of the comes first in things, with the yeah. chicken. Um, yeah, I think that's even before the opening credits. Um, my first note is, I love the nerds fighting about the Death Star. <laughs> like... <laughs> it mostly goes over my head, but <laughs> Star Wars, right? Yeah. Is that Star Wars? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just love how, I mean, a little bit of it went over my head, but I just love how they're like, well, the so-and-so needs to be on the other side, and he's like, well, I'm going by the original plans, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just love those arguments. <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> I just take it so seriously. I love it so much. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they're funny. Yeah. The whole, like, so when, when they're at the school, does Tara win the worst friend award ever? I don't get what's going on with Buffy when the time is lapsing, but you get, because Tara's just talking and talking, you get the feeling the Buffy's there, but maybe, like, stupefied. <laughs> yeah, that's what I got. That... Well, because... Time is moving a lot faster for Buffy. Right. So she thinks she's in one conversation with Tara when Tara's already gone to class. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Is they're like talking face to face and it like shows the clock that like maybe 25 minutes has gone by and Tara's just gone and you're like, was Buffy in some, like, catatonic state? And Tara's like, well, I gotta get to class. Oh, yeah, that's don't true. Know. Right. <laughs> Buffy, just gonna stand there? Oh, well. Because <laughs> it does show the clock move forward, like, 20, 25 minutes, and then Tara's just leaving. It's like, if your friend is just standing there, wouldn't you? Especially if your friend is just back from the dead. Yes. <laughs> 
concerned about and stay with her and maybe like, see what's going on. Like, <laughs> forget about your next class. You know? <laughs> this might be more important. Yeah. It's just it's a little interesting. That's true. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> You know, it's all fine and good when she's talking and Buffy's looking at that book and then she's like, whoa, what did you say? You know, <laughs> but man, there's one point where they're face to face talking. <laughs> Time moves ahead and Tara's in class <laughs> and it just leaves you wondering what went on there. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, my next note, so I just kind of skipped over everything, like, with the construction, because, I don't know, I was just like, ugh, men, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bunch of dumb construction workers, even though my husband's one. They just seem so typical to me. Well, I wasn't crying in the corner. She didn't say, you know. Right. You have to, like, save face for all yep. the other stupid construction workers. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm married to the one, like, sensitive one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Buffy looked cute in her little construction outfit, though. <laughs> I did, too, and I loved it when she just picks up that beam and is like, where does this go? <laughs> I know. Like right on Buffy. <laughs> yeah, you just said they're like hundreds of pounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus, <what happened? laughs> it's like she just doesn't care. <laughs> I think there'd be a time where she would try to mask that, but she's just like, whatever. Whatever. I've got new copper piping to pay for and Right. Yep. Um But I just one little quick thing. When she finds that little thing from her sweater and it I like it how it just like poofs mm-hmm. in her hand. I just thought that was really neat. I thought that was kind of cool, too. And I totally remember when girls wore, like, bustiers as shirts. Do you remember that time? I do. Yeah. I just saw it. I'm like, oh, yeah, good callback. <laughs> I remember those days. <laughs> girls wore bustiers and, like, a sweater to make it, like, mm-hmm. not obscene or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You'd, you could actually walk around at school wearing one. Anyway. I just like that callback I forgot about. I totally forgot that that was once a thing. Anyway. Um, yeah, and then my next note is about the shop girl one. Mine <laughs> is, um, maybe it's a daddy hand. Ha <laughs> ha, that, that joke really worked on me. <laughs> <laughs> it was hairy. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> so the Buffy wiki says that that was like a nod to the uh, Monty Python dead parrot which I totally remember that do you remember the guy the skit where the guy's got a dead parrot and he's trying to convince the guy that he's fine yeah yeah it's uh yeah John Cleese has the dead parrot Uh yeah it's totally homage to that not only that is the nerds reference it I think that's a what do they say there's a little scene where they actually are quoting it because it's like, wow, this is really happening. Because <laughs> they totally know the Monty Python sketch. Oh, I had to read the wiki, and then I watched it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, they totally quote it while they're watching it, and they're laughing. 
I can't remember exactly. Oh, I didn't catch that. It... It's a it's a mock. Well, shoot, now I've forgotten. They say dead money mummy hand instead of dead parrot, and they totally quote the actual skit. Anyway, it, it was totally lost on me, although I've seen it. Yeah, I I know I've seen the skit. I can I can picture it. Mhm. It's um, a classic. Yeah, yeah. It it's been so long since I've seen it. Um I my favorite one is the one where she just breaks down and cries. <laughs> oh, that I loved it. <laughs> and I I thought of B, of course, and I totally thought of B. I thought of this episode when B talked about when we were discussing weight of the world and how she she stresses out when there's like loop things. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> and I asked her about Groundhog Day and I'm like, oh man, I can't wait for her to see live cereal. <laughs> I did like it when she. I think it's one of the first times she goes down to the basement and she's like, she might be looking for the mummy hand for the first time. And she goes, petrified hamster. <laughs> right, a petrified hamster callback. <laughs> like, nice callback. <laughs> well, I thought of, okay, so there's been talk about Groundhog Day with when we talked about Weight of the World, and then this, and the, um, the Stephen Tobolowsky interview on The Nerdist, mm -hmm. to bring up The Nerdist again. <laughs> twice in one podcast um okay so he talks about how harold ramus the writer and director when was it steven that asked him how many days or, or was he telling a story about someone else asking him and he said according to harold ramus the writer he went through ten thousand years of that day yes because that's a um it's like a buddhist a, thing the buddhist thing that stressed me out and I, I think about it almost every day since I heard that interview that Bill Murray went through 10,000 years of that day. That really hurts my brain. And it really, does. it stresses me out and I don't like it. I've, I've thought of it a few times too. Because <laughs> like people have had their, they were talking about how people have their theories, like some, some guy like wrote a paper, like it's. It's definitely like 175 days or something. And it's like, right. no, it's, it's 10,000. <laughs> Not 10,000 days. It was 10,000 years of years. those days. Yep. I can't handle that. My brain can't. I know it's fiction. Mm -hmm. That doesn't help. <laughs> and it's just a Buddhist thing. It's, it's, a, it's an idea. It's not a, it's not a practice. It's a, it's a thought, you know. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's not literal 10,000 years, Emily. Not in the movie. Like, the Bill Murray's character didn't literally do 10,000 years of that day? I don't think so. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't like that. That is so long. <laughs> it just makes the movie so stressful to me. I can't handle it. <laughs> It really blew my brain. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know if I'd be able to watch it again after hearing that. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I really don't think it's meant to be literally 10,000 years. I think that's just... Um, just the Buddhist ideal. Just the Buddhist ideal, About right. that is what it takes to change a person, right? Right, right. And so... to change them so completely... Right. I don't know. It's interesting. And it's, you know, people out there, there is a very interesting, not math, though. It was too philosophical for him. (laughs) But with Stephen Tobolowsky, there's a very interesting interview where he talks about it. Now, of course, Stephen Tobolowsky plays um, Ned Ryerson in that, the Bean Guy. And he also talks about the movie in one of his episodes, and I forget which one it's called, um of blanking what's Tobolowski's <laughs> podcast the Tobolowski files Tobolowski files in Tobolowski files and he talks about the making of that movie which is actually pretty interesting I don't know which one it is but the whole thing's good so just listen to them till you they're find all it. good yep. <laughs> yep start with number one yeah <laughs> Or number two, because number one's not out. <laughs> but number one gets redone. That's right. That's right. You'll have to wait a long time to get to number one. You'll have to wait 10,000 years. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Tangent. But that was, that was really upsetting to me. <laughs> it's kind of like space. <laughs> yeah, it's Just something like that this. like keeps me up at night. <laughs> trying to visualize Bill Murray going through 10,000 years of that day. It just totally changed the movie completely to me. Anyway. Oh, the charging for delivery I wrote down really bugged me. Yes. They both, who knows better than Anya and Giles that Buffy is in a major money problem state. Major financial crisis. And I, I, I get Anya bringing it up. But to say that she'll just take it out of her paycheck and for Giles to agree mm-hmm. pissed me off. One, yeah. Another thing that kind of bothered me um, about all this was how Buffy was talking to Giles about how she doesn't understand how her mom dealt with all this. You know, Buffy's like, I broke things all the time and they just got fit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Giles is like, well, you'll do it just the way she did it. And you will I've got every, you know, you'll be fine. And I'm like, Joyce had a job that made income. But he owned it. an art gallery. Owned and an what's going gallery. on with that, by the way? Did they sell yeah. the gallery? Yeah, exactly. Is she getting a cut from whatever's going on with it? I need to know that, too. I would like to know that myself. <laughs> but it kind of bugged me because I was like, Joyce and Buffy are not in the same place. Joyce had a job. She made income. It didn't Buffy, sound like Joyce was the manager. It sounded like she was the owner, didn't it? I, I got the feeling she was the owner. At I, least co-owner. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, it was her art gallery. So what the bit? Yeah. Anyway. I mean, bugging her... me. These are the little plot holes I'm talking about that annoy were... me a little bit. Were her medical bills so much? Because it seems like she was only in the hospital for a day or two. Okay. And had a couple of little tests done. You she know. She had surgery. Oh, true. But, but did, she lived months after. 
And she had insurance, it sounded like, because, yeah, there's a whole mess of problems. <laughs> We're opening up a can of worms, and this is one of the things that Elizabeth is complaining that everyone has the same complaints about. Well, oh, buckle okay. up. <laughs> I'll try not to go off too far. <laughs> but, so, Joyce had those things. I'm counting on her having insurance, because it was never brought up that she didn't. So I'm guessing she did, because I think when all this was going on with Joyce in the hospital, she would have mentioned, and we don't have insurance. Joyce would have, Joyce is a type, she would have said something, yes. Yes, that would have come up. So we are going to assume she had insurance. And then, it enough time had gone by that she was like healed and out of the woods, so I'm sure they had gotten at least the first few bills, and I'm... You know, even if you have insurance, you have a cut, but it's usually not a ton. Anyway, so... I would say your average insurance is like an 80-20. Right, yeah, 80-20 sounds... So, you know, it's going to still be thousands of dollars, but it's not going to be hundreds of thousands of dollars. No. Which is what you kind of... Okay, she had life insurance, too. Life insurance. Right. And she was young. Right. I I don't know how much life insurance she had, but it doesn't add up. And she, it's not like she, after all of these, right before she died, she, you know, had all these medical bills or insurance from the death. No, she just died at home suddenly. So it doesn't right. add up. And here's here's my biggest beef. It's not just... Where What are you talking about hospital bills eating up all of her life insurance? It's these seemingly freeloaders living in the house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I know they're college students, but they were living... Tara lived in a dorm by herself. Who was paying for that? And she was had tuition, and she had... She was eating... At the school every day. And this goes for Willow, too. Willow had a dorm. She's got parents that are... Okay. We are... We are to assume that Willow's parents are putting her through college, correct? Either that or scholarships. Okay. So she's getting money to pay for lodging and food and school. Right. So now that they moved into Buffy's house, where is the money going... Tara's the anomaly here because it doesn't sound like she has any family support. So I don't know how Tara is getting through college. I really don't. That's a really big plot hole to me. And they're bringing it up by doing this to us. Right. <laughs> right unless, now with this money thing. Unless she's on scholarship as well. She or grants. Be. Maybe grants. But, you know, my husband's had a few grants. Because he's going to college now. And... He's been able to get some scholarships and grants, and they just send you the money, you know, right, right, to pay for the tuition and the books, and the, you know, you you get a grant, you get the money. Right. They don't pay for the school. They give you the money, yes, and you're supposed and you to pay, pay it. You're supposed to use it to pay for the school, right? And so Willow grant scholarship, you know, Willow's parents. It's there was money for all these things. And now that they're living in Buffy's house, eating her food, and yep. sleeping in her mother's bed, where is that money? 
it's not going towards rent. They were using her mom's life insurance with no other money coming in. It. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And that money that they were using for food and stuff should be going towards what Buffy's paying for now. Yeah, it shouldn't all be on Buffy. That that was like the first thing I thought was, well, how come Willow and Tara aren't pitching in for the, why is this on Buffy? Yeah, I know. I I I can totally live with they are going. They are full time students and they're not working. Fine, but someone supporting their lifestyle. Exactly. <laughs> Where is that money? Where is that money? Did they just call up? Did Willow call her parents up and say, "Well, I'm going to live at Buffy's house, so that money for food and dorms you can just keep, because I'm going to live here." <laughs> Mm. I'm going to live off of Buffy's mom's life insurance. <laughs> right. And apparently it's running out. So what was their plan then? Yeah. Bring Buffy back instead of her sleigh and work? <laughs> it's killing me. <laughs> and it's it's killing me on their side, and it's killing me that the writers did this to us. Yeah. It, it's such a bad plot hole. It makes me mad. It's that bad that it's like, come on, guys. <laughs> if Joss was here, and if he wasn't writing much more feeling and writing all his other shows, he wouldn't have done this to us. That's true. That's true. Because, yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. Why, yeah, why are they relying on, on Joyce's life insurance? That doesn't make any sense. And seriously... <laughs> when Buffy says it was squandered away on food and clothing. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, you know, in our marriage, Rob and I have had some lean years. And you don't buy clothes. No. I'm sorry, girls. <laughs> How much clothes did you need to buy in three months? <laughs> right, right. A lot, because they wear a lot of clothes, and that makes me mad again. Well, Willow had to buy that red Elmo shirt. <laughs> Did Buffy's mom's life insurance pay for that hideous Elmo pelt shirt? <laughs> I want answers. <laughs> it really bothers me so much. <laughs> it is really, uh, especially since they're looking after like a 15-year-old girl. Uh-huh. You know. I mean, well, they seemingly had no plans for when this life insurance money came out, and I. But they right, didn't have plans to resurrect Bucky, Buffy. They were going to resurrect her from the dead after having used all her money, and not have a plan on how to get more. Yeah, and then one of the first conversations they have with her is like, "So was your life plan?" <laughs> I know. <laughs> so now that you're back from the dead for a week. What do you plan on doing with your life? Talk about baby birds. You need to get a job. Buffy's mama bird, man. Yeah, she is. Meep, meep, meep. <laughs> There's our Willow can use her magics. Water out of the basement, Willow. <laughs> decorate for the party. <laughs> well, that doesn't seem meanly help her. 
so much. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Why didn't she magic the water out of the basement? <laughs> Willow! Why didn't she magic new copper pipes? <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Money rant is off my chest. <laughs> I my next my next note is blech. My next note is they play for kittens. <laughs> okay. I think I don't know what the percentage is of fans that just think it's way too stupid. <laughs> People like me that just love it. <laughs> I'm I'm guessing it's the people that take the show a little too seriously that think <laughs> come on guys, can't poker these demons, that's funny. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Spike <laughs> Who's gonna advance me a tiny tabby? <laughs> They play for kittens. Oh, that made me laugh so hard. I'm gonna just spoil you a little bit that it comes back. Oh yay! (laughs) (laughs) I loved it when Buffy called him a neutered vampire who cheats at kitten poker. watching it kind of late at night the other night and Cam, Cam came out. <laughs> what did he have to say? <laughs> we were both laughing because <laughs> he came out just as the poker game had started and someone pulled out kittens. <laughs> I was like, no way. <laughs> What do you do? <laughs> I wrote down blasting Moonraker is pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> the gondola. I love. He talks about pigeons even do a double take. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Which is almost worth watching Moonraker again. <laughs> just picture it there's pigeons like going what (laughs) (laughs) that's funny yeah because yeah moonraker is not a very good bond film oh we watched it because we heard it was bad and it was (laughs) 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 we just watched it for fun once way back junior high or high school I don't know <laughs> yeah I I think I've maybe seen it one time yeah yeah no I loved I loved their 
the nerds. I guess we haven't even gotten into them on on this one, but... They're in here pretty big. Yeah, I kind of liked how they each had their own little, you know, way to try and get Buffy, and they each tried their own. Yeah, they're like, just seemingly... Yeah, the contest didn't really seem to have a point, but they, like, had a point system to it, and it was kind of like... Yeah. It was... It was very true to life. It was. <laughs> a group of guys like that would do if they could. And they were wizards and whatever, you know. And just kind of like the... <laughs> just um, the competition of it and the, mm-hmm. <laughs> the magic bone jokes that they keep giggling Oh my gosh, <laughs> yes. was all just so true to life to me it was funny it was it's very their arguments are true to life them are they're just very true to life it's it's a very it's a very good um portrayal of kind of nerdy guys like that yeah you know and And that's that's what this show does is they take um, normal situations we're familiar with and add a magical element to them very breezy to the character and mm-hmm. fits in so well I think right right I mean I loved it I knew I knew right away that that demon at the end after Bunny bu- Bunny um, mm-hmm. Buffy was drunk I knew that was one of them right <laughs> You know. <laughs> the way he talked was so funny. Yes. <laughs> I mean, like he's like whining and like sounding like he's starting to cry. At the <laughs> <laughs> Go back to my home. <laughs> I love how he does like a stupid little like poof and runs. <laughs> But Buffy and Spike are too drunk to realize. <laughs> yep. It's <laughs> good. Yep. And I, I really, I really did love how their argument over the best James Bond. And you can see her in the camera, like, walking up. <laughs> like, they're still <laughs> fighting about it. <laughs> it's like, oh. These arguments are gonna be the death of you guys. You know, <laughs> the the nerd arguments. I love it. Yeah, I was really, really hoping that they were gonna be the big bad. What makes you think they're not? Um, I I don't know. Some I think something Val said that it sounds like I'm not gonna see much more of them. Oh, so way to spoil it. <laughs> 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 you will see him again. Um, I got some. How well do I know my sisters? Okay. My first one says Sue enjoys the trio. Yay! Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, my next one is Sue enjoys the kitten poker. Yep. Yay! <laughs> got him right. Two for two. <laughs> two for two. <laughs> they weren't real big stretches because I do know you pretty good. <laughs> 
I don't know. I thought there was a possibility you wouldn't like the nerds. But. Nope. Nope, you liked them. I liked them a lot. All right. All the way? All right. What did you say all the way was? <laughs> what was your prediction? I forgot. Oh, what my prediction was? What you thought all the way was. Oh, that she tells them all the way? Everything. Yeah, yeah. I thought... She goes all the way telling them. Yep. I thought for a minute, when you were starting to make your predictions, I thought you'd think like that was, this would be like the episode that like Buffy and Spike go all the way. <laughs> Which would uh... be the stupidest name. <laughs> <laughs> it would be. And I, <clears throat> I don't think Buffy and Spike are there yet. <laughs> nope. And I, um, I, yeah, and I certainly didn't think that the last three, but no, I thought it was that she was gonna, she was gonna tell the Scoobies that she was in heaven, that she was gonna like go all the way and tell them the truth. Yeah. Instead of hiding it, hiding it the way she is. Well, um, it is like I said, rank number twenty, and it's rank number one thirty-one. It is. In the bottom 15. Wow. I, it's one I don't think much about. It's one I'd probably rank pretty low overall, but it doesn't bother me that much. And it's fine to watch. Yeah, yeah. I ranked it lowest. It was my third favorite of the three. Yeah, it's definitely my third favorite, but... Yeah, and I was I was really excited because my first note is Halloween episode, yay! I know that is one of its big problems. Is it's definitely by far the worst Halloween episode. Oh yeah, because those have a great reputation. Yeah, I was I was really excited when I saw that it was Halloween. I was like, sweet, this is gonna be a good one. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> I'm a little extra coffee today because I went to the gym for the worst time <laughs> since my bad cold. Oh. And it kind of like got my blood pumping a little more than usual and probably my airways a little more. Right, right. Anyway, I haven't been the same since. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Giles is wearing his wizard costume. He doesn't have the hat on. <laughs> I was going to ask, is that the same wizard costume? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> As in the opening day of Magic Box. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I don't think that's... I didn't see anything written about it, but it had to be. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. I wish he would have had the hat on, though. It would have been would awesome. That would have made me happy. Yep. Yep. My next note is Willow needs to go away. <laughs> oh, that is the, her, will, her witch rant. <laughs> oh, yeah, yelling at the person that's dressed like a witch. Yeah, that was really annoying. <laughs> yeah. She's just, yeah, just self-righteous witch. <laughs> you know, it's like, leave people alone, you know that that's what, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, it's just that kind of thing where people go off about something they're self-righteous about that people are like, you know what, leave me alone. Yep. It's like and This is a witch costume and it's it's just a witch costume. Well, and it's generally accepted as a witch costume, so exactly. shut up. <laughs> you know. Yes. <laughs> um 
I liked Anya's Charlie's Angel. <laughs> yeah, that's cute. <laughs> um, and then my next note is Tara is turning into Darren Stevens. <laughs> oh man, he hated magic so much. <laughs> <laughs> he forbade her from doing magic. <laughs> I just never understood it as a kid. I was like, just let her do magic. I know. It's great. I didn't either, because Bewitched was like one of my favorite shows when I was a kid. And I was like, oh man, the things that she could do. She could just clean the house or make dinner or, you know, go to Hawaii or, you know, and he was just always such a, stop doing magic. Stupid, misogynist, sexy yes. prick. Exactly. <laughs> Luckily, I haven't watched that show since I've been an adult. <laughs> I haven't either. <laughs> I, I doubt it. Upset. <laughs> I doubt it holds up. <laughs> Guessing yeah. it doesn't. <laughs> From my memories. <laughs> but I do remember being very frustrated about that as a kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, that frustrated me really bad. Yeah, yeah it was just like let her. But not in like a feminist way, which you know don't. I don't really consider myself a feminist, but I'm not going to be pushed around either. Right. It was more like, let her be a witch. She's a witch. <laughs> you know, she can do this cool stuff. <laughs> You're making her sweat and scrub the floor when she could just do it with her nose? <laughs> that is so not cool. Well, and then come home and complain that the house not, is, isn't clean enough. Like, oh, you didn't get to this today? It's like, well, I could have if I was a witch. You'd let me be my witch. <laughs> <You know? laughs> or I think there's an episode where, like, his boss comes over for dinner and, like, something goes wrong with the ham or something she's cooking and he doesn't let her fix it. You know, it's like, all right, well, you're dumb. You're married to a witch. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> At least she did it sneakily behind his back all the time. Oh, and I always loved her for that. (laughs) (laughs) You go, Samantha. (laughs) So, yep, Tara's turning into Darren Stevens. (laughs) That's hilarious. I mean, I didn't understand why Tara made such a big deal about... The decorations? The decorations. Yeah. Yeah, that's one that I'm like... Uh, Pick your battles. Exactly. You know, I mean, this was an impromptu party, and Tara's like, and they're all tired. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and it's they they've had a very long day, a very very busy day at the magic shop. It's Halloween. You know, why not just let Willow decorate it? Because Tara's like. We could have done it ourselves. And it's like, okay, so you could have gone to the store, spent money. Yeah, she said the stores are still open. <laughs> yeah. So after a long day, you you really, you want to go to the store, you want to spend money that Buffy's trying to save, you know. And, yeah, it's it's Buffy's inheritance you're going to be spending. <laughs> we could have spent, like, $75 of Buffy's inheritance on decorations. <laughs> And it's not easy to put decorations up. 
I mean, no, like, that one takes banner time. or something is fine, but, yeah. but, you know, decorations. It takes time. Let Willow do decorations with her magic. That's harmless. Yep, that's perfect. Pick that's your battles. <laughs> harmless. Exactly. Yes. Pick your battles. But, sorry, what were you going to say? Um, I was just going to say, Dom doesn't pull off bad very well. No. <laughs> No, she does not. (laughs) (laughs) It just wasn't good. No. No. Especially with, like, the knowledge that she has and stuff, I was kind of surprised at her. Yeah, her friend did fine, I thought. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, she pulled out the kind of bad they were okay. Don, no. Maybe we know too much about her, but it it didn't fit her. It just, it, it was... It was out of place and stupid. I know that we've seen her, like, nick things <laughs> now and then. She nicked something at the beginning, like a coin or something in the magic shop. Right, right. But And we've seen her, you know, she and Spike broke into the magic shop that one time, and that's when she learned that she was the key. Yeah, but she just, she doesn't pull off a, a vibe that she's like, I don't know, like one of the bad kids. No, not at all. And they really kind of tried to fit her into that this episode. Just didn't work out. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, because they kind of portrayed her as this is how she's always been, other rather than this is new and she's just trying to fit in. Yeah, now someone that did that well was on Freaks and Geeks, the Halloween episode, where Lindsay goes out with the freaks and they, you know, they... Right. They do kind of the same things. But Lindsay looked totally out of place, and then she kind of started getting into it. Right. It, it was played very well. Yes. This was not. Yes. No, this was not. Yes. Good comparison. Yeah. I mean, I was surprised that, you know, they, they go up to the, they have their fun, and then, you know, the last thing they do is they go up to the scary house, you know, where, you know, isn't he crazy or something, and... They wanted to smash the pumpkins, and she's like, I'll do it. You know, I don't know. I didn't buy it. Which was totally like Lindsay, and she starts, Lindsay starts stomping on it, and she gets her foot stuck in the pumpkin, and everyone laughs, and, you know, right. call her a spaz, and it's great. Right, right. This was just stupid. This but... was dumb. So, the blonde vamp, was he serious when he says, don't make me go kung fu on you, man? Because he never smiled. Ugh. I don't know. It really was weird to me, because when the old man came out, he's like, don't make me go kung fu on you, man. Yeah, I, yeah. And the old man laughs, but he never smiles. He keeps the pose. I was like, does that mean he was serious? I think so. if it was, that was really bad. It was really bad. Holy crap, it was just the worst line ever. It was really bad, and I'm like, why in the world did they go into his house? That just didn't make any... It doesn't on a first watch, but once you know those guys are vamps and they have no fear about some old man, they have no fear. They're vampires. Yeah, I, okay. That makes sense now. But yeah, first watch, it's like, what? <laughs> but yeah. I thought it was funny that he was rank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just like how the show, it's, you know, male vampires usually bite young female vampires. It's Right. 
they're like sweeter or something. So you'd think this young vampire just drank this old man. <laughs> it's like, yuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so the old man. So he's like always singing that Pop Goes the Weasel song. Mm-hmm. He seems kind of creepy. He, the you know, the knife he grabs and he's talking about treats. I mean, was he just, was he really just kind of an innocent guy? <laughs> I don't know. Cause there's that one thing, the mis if it's a misdirect or not that he talks about the, apparently he got fired from toy making because of the incident. And right. he goes all dark for a second. And right. Then he shakes it off and you're like, Whoa, what was that? <laughs> Especially on a second watch when you know that <laughs> so they're just... just trying to misdirect you. <laughs> You're like, so what was it really? <laughs> well, and then he asks, like, Don to help him in the kitchen, and uh, Justin goes in instead, and he's like, oh, yes, hands. Hands are good. You know, and I was like, oh, is he, like, cooking humans? <laughs> For the kids, is that, you know? <laughs> exactly, and that's what you're, I'm sure that's what you're meant to think. And isn't there at some point a pot boiling on the stove? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was not making Rice Krispies. <laughs> no. That, yeah, I was like. I think Harold's on to something. <laughs> he just never got the chance. Yeah, because the pot is, and it's a huge pot. Like, I was thinking it was like chili, you know, made out of human parts. No one opened up the pot. That makes the show a little better. I know. It wasn't just misdirect. (laughs) So I like your theory, Harold. (laughs) (laughs) And he got fired for boiling kids. Yeah, I didn't see it coming that the that the two guys were vampires. I really just thought they were kind of like doofus jocks, you know. Yeah. But I'm kind of mad at myself. I'm like, I should have seen that coming. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> I I feel like I didn't know either, and I was surprised. And then I have missed Cemetery Halloween. This should end well. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> good. And then I have, please stop showing them kissing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Her yeah. saying shiver me timbers is probably the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it's worse than the kung fu line. It was really bad. Yep. It made me mad at her. I'm like, be better than that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like, I defended you this last podcast. <laughs> You just kissed an older boy. Keep your cool. <laughs> Come on. That's the worst. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it really annoyed me. <laughs> I wrote down that uh, Buffy's fight scene is unusually creative. Did you notice? Like around the car? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we haven't done a real good fight scene for a while let's be creative i i, I did think it seems like there's a point where she like throws the guy 
through an already broken car window for really no reason. <laughs> I know, she totally does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then I just, my last note is totally not fair, Willow. I hope the forget spell goes wrong. Oh. Yeah, and, you know, I wrote down the line, better warm me up. Which just, like, it, it was like insult to injury to me that she erased her mind from being mad at her. Mm-hmm. And then the first thing she says when she finds out that, you know, when Tara's like, Ooh, your feet are cold. Mm-hmm. It better warm me up. It was so selfish to me. It was. <laughs> it just this time watching it just really struck me really bitter. It she made it about not only. Oh, I've erased your mind. You're not mad at me. Better warm me up. Yeah. No. I I caught that. It it really made me mad that she did that. Grief, you queen. Yeah. Cause it. That's just not a fair playing field. So unfair. You know? It, and it just... I really hope it backfires on her. Like, I really... Not that I want baby Tara back. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really hoping... That it, like, made a mess of her mind. That it kind of like, did. Crap. You know? That it mm-hmm. that it's somehow going to backfire on her, and that she's going to have to confess what she did, because because I don't know. I'm really interested to see. I I really hope that they. I like what's happening between Tara and Willow. I like that Tara is being the Darren Stevens and. And that Willow is, like, not listening and fighting, you know. I mean, Mm -hmm. I like him fine as a couple, but I would like to see some some sort of conflict between the two of them. Yeah. You know. I'm like everyone else. I do want to see the conflict. I I like the drama, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I hope Tara finds out that Willow did that or... That it somehow went wrong and Willow's going to have to get help from someone or confess it to someone. And I don't know, because that's it. I hope she doesn't get away with it. Yeah. That's, yeah. Ultimately, I hope she does not get away with it, because that's just a really crappy thing to do to someone. And, I mean, if you have the power to do it, I can see it being, of course you'd want to, but that's just not fair. Wanting to and thinking about it is very different from from actually it. doing it. Exactly. Exactly. But to Willow, it doesn't seem to be. No, she just doesn't seem to get it. Mm-mm. And and yeah, like we talked about a little bit earlier, the the scene it, that was at the bronze, right? Yeah, and you know there was a little interchange I didn't write down that I wanted to talk about and I forgot to I just didn't write it down thinking I'd probably remember the line but 
They say something on the stairs where Tara makes a cute... Oh, how does it go? She makes a line... She says a line to Willow that's kind of cute, and Willow takes it the worst way possible. You? Yeah. Hard to believe such a hot mama yama came from humble, geek-infested roots. Infested roots trying to turn me on. I have to try that. This is after the party decoration scene. Yeah, but before Willow, but before Willow kind of blows up on her. So they had already kind of had a little bit of a tiff, but this was Tara, like, trying to, <clears throat> you know, they're getting along again. Right. It was a cute little line. Yeah. She's the worst right now. She is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like her at all right now. So. All right. Well. Well, I have a, how well do I know my sister? Okay. <laughs> Sue doesn't like Willow anymore. <laughs> You're three for three. I was on fire. Yep. (laughs) Yep. I don't. She's going to have to do some serious... Some serious retribution. Yeah, yeah, to get in my good graces again, because I really have always liked her quite a bit, and... Yep. What do you see in the future for her character? I really kind of see her further alienating herself from everyone and just really getting deep into her magic. I think she and Tara are going to break up. Um, I think Buffy and her are going to have some words, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I really see this as like kind of the last of the Scooby gang as we know it. I I really think I really think Willow's just kind of going on her own path. And she's going to be alone in that path. Hmm. And maybe maybe Willow will end up being the big bad. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, things have got to start wrapping up kind of soon. I don't see them all just living happily ever after. Indeed not. You know, I mean, yeah. we're, we're what, like almost a third of the way out of, through this season already. And yeah, no, I, I kind of see Willow just further and further alienating. I don't think she and Tara are going to last much longer. And I see the Scooby gang more embracing Tara than her. Mm-hmm. So, I think, yeah, I think the Scooby Gang as we know it is slowly gonna crumble. All right. Yeah. Well, your next assignment is once more with feeling, as you know. Well, I predict that's a musical. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> <laughs> and you will also be watching the episode Tabula Raza. Sounds like a spell. It sounds like a lost episode. <laughs> I kind of does. <laughs> There's one called Tabula Rasa. I think it's the one where they uh, fix up the van, isn't it? The van they find the beer in. Oh, really? Uh-huh. It's It's got the same name? Uh-huh. Oh, so is that a saying that I just don't know It about? is. I think it's Latin. Is it Latin? Oh, okay. Um, it yeah. means, like, renew or do over again. Oh, okay. Should look it up. 
Hmm. I still think it sounds like a spell. All right. So you have heard a lot of hype around this musical. Do you have any predictions about it? <laughs> What's going on in your mind? <laughs> what do you see? Um, I see it as probably a fun episode to watch that I'm guessing is not really going to move the story along. That it's just kind of a one-off. Um, That's, that is pretty typical when it comes to the musical episodes of shows. They're just kind of... Um just for fun right right so i kind of see it just for fun i'm predicting that giles will have a solo because he likes to sing as we know indeed um i'm hoping for a anya and xander number together not quite like a summer lovin but Mm. Something together. Okay. A duet. A duet. But where they're together, not like he's singing to the guys and she's singing to the girls. <laughs> really? Stuck on Summer Lovin'? <laughs> like it's a duet they do together. Um, I'm hoping for a Buffy and Spike song dance number. (laughs) 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 And like a Willow solo, like something like, I'm all alone. Sort of lamenting, nobody likes me anymore. Willow number. Um, I don't need Dawn. I don't need Dawn having a number on her own. She can be a background background dancer in the Buffy and Spike dance number. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think I've covered everybody. <laughs> and then one big group number all together. Hmm. <laughs> hey, did you know that James Marshers is the lead singer of a band? No, but now I know. He'll help <laughs> I mean, <laughs> doesn't relate to anything going on right now. <laughs> Giles isn't the only singer. <laughs> He's got a band called Ghost Dog or something. I don't know. Nice. So I've never heard it ever, but it's uh, it's rock and roll apparently. Tabula Rasa is a Latin phrase often translated as blank slate. Hmm. Yeah, I'm still going with spell. It it it's a spell. It's um, it's a spell or a. Yeah, maybe um. Maybe Tara finds out, or not Tara, Willow finds out that 
there were consequences. Like Buffy was in a good place, and maybe, maybe she does a spell to erase all memories of Buffy being dead from Buffy's brain. So like, so now she's got a blinks like a clean slate. Like, Willow feels bad. She finds out, you know, she wasn't in hell. She was in heaven. And so <laughs> she just erases all that. Forgeticus. <laughs> Forgeticus. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, yep. <laughs> all right. We can't watch them now. I know, I'm going to be good. I'm not going to watch Once More with Feeling. I will wait until... I'm too busy anyway, so you don't even need to worry about it. Good. (laughs) Between now and when I see you in Wyoming, I'm pretty... I don't think I'll be watching anything. So... Well, we're leaving in a few days anyway. Yeah. So, I won't even be tempted. So... I will watch it as a newbie with you and B. That's going to be so fun. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. All right. Well, if you want to send us feedback, you can send it to seewatchesbuffy at gmail.com. All right. You can uh, join the Facebook pages. If you want to talk about Sue behind her back, you can join Sue Watches Buffy. Yep. Join Sue's that just one. not allowed on there. Nope. It's the new Susan's Club. All right. I guess I'll talk to you later. Okay. Right. See ya. Bye. You should add brushing your teeth at night without being asked. That would be awesome. I don't know. We'll talk about it. Not right now, though. I'm doing a podcast. (laughs) Did you hear that? I'll be polite and I'll leave. She's amazing. Uh, She is funny. Okay. Maybe you can play it, like, insert it into the podcast so we can both go, like, oh, yeah, that's what it was. (laughs) (laughs) I will play it here, and maybe I can erase all the, (laughs) I, like, erase all the doubts I have and be like, this line, Willow says, play it. (laughs) <laughs> then we could talk about it <laughs> erase all the stuff I said about not remembering what it was that's what I'll do forget it <laughs> <laughs> now I totally when I've watched this episode of the past have thought about because she goes forget <laughs> I totally thought about forget it <laughs> I was like oh I wish it was forget it not forget <laughs> I, I have to give credit where credit is due, and I've told you guys before. I got that from Kevin Smith. Oh. <laughs> <When> <laughs> he and I know his humor is not yours, but if listeners out there like Kevin Smith and you haven't listened to this podcast, at least listen to all the Harry Potter smodcasts. Because <laughs> <laughs> they love Harry Potter, and Kevin gets really, um, really bad, <laughs> like in his fan fiction what he wants to see happen with the kids <laughs> <laughs> and does he say forgetting us yes he <laughs> i think it was after um jk rowling had announced that um dumbledore was gay 
Mm-hmm. And so they had like a, they just went off on things that Dumbledore had done to Harry Potter, and Dumbledore had a forgeticus spell. <laughs> 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 I need a forgetica spell for that. <laughs> Harry would do things to Ron and forgeticus. <laughs> Apparently, a uh, one of the like marijuana farms in California that like supplies the like the stores that people could buy medicinal marijuana. Mm-hmm. They've done a Kevin Smith strain, and they call it Forgeticus. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Uh, anyway.
should just jump into feedback. Or do you want to hear a fish eggs and then a worm story now or later? <laughs> um, let's, let's get that over with. <laughs> I'll make them both quick. Okay. <laughs> so we went camping this past weekend and we went to East Lake Reservoir. So we were camping on a lake that had like a stream and we were it's like one of those state campgrounds where you pay like 15 bucks a night Mm -hmm. and you know we had our own little table with a gazebo or pavilion thing whatever over it but the stream was right in front of us and then the lake was over there and so we get there Friday at like 1 and by about 5 we were all set up and just waiting for more people to arrive. We had like seven of the campgrounds. There was a bunch of us there. And uh, I was just kind of bored waiting forever. And I was like, I'm going to go catch a fish, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> so me and Booker go down to the stream just in front of our campground. It's only maybe 30 feet away. And um, I fish for, I don't know, 45 minutes or so. And I catch two fish. And the second one I catch... I'm holding the fish while Booker's getting the hook out of its lip. I'm not going to like this story, am I? <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> so I'm hanging on to it. <laughs> but it's not a trout. It's like this. It, it, it was a good sized fish. It was probably about three pounds. And we think it, it was some sort of sucker fish, um, like a bottom feeder type fish. But it was big. But um, So I'm holding it, and Booker's getting the hook out of its lap, out of his mouth and its lip. And... I just feel like all this wetness all of a sudden on my foot and I look down and the fish just like (laughs) let go of, I don't know how many tens of thousands of fish (laughs) eggs on my foot. (laughs) It was so gross. You're like caviar tonight. It was so gross. I'm like, Booker, get that hook out. <laughs> so he finally gets the hook out. We, we throw the fish back in. It swims away, and I'm like, wash my foot in the stream. So <laughs> so that's the fish egg story. So <laughs> I was Booker, and I were joking all weekend how pretty soon these little fish eggs are going to hatch, and they're going to be like half me. <laughs> like... These little fish with my face on. <laughs> I was like, because that's the way it works, right? <laughs> um, the worm story is for you. Um, so I had bought a couple dozen night crawlers. And... <laughs> Um, we had some left over and we just put them in the fridge in our camper. And when we got home on Sunday, um, I was empty in the fridge. Sorry, I'm still laughing at the soup fish. <laughs> we were laughing so dang hard at that. I picture these little tadpole things with like... <laughs> My head. 
we had some night crawlers left over and Cam and I brought them home. So we thought, well, we'll just throw them in the garden, you know? Right. And, um, <clears throat> so <laughs> we got home on Sunday and went inside and took showers and stuff. And then I went out to the camper to, you know, the first thing I always do is get the food out of the fridge and put it in the leftover food in the, you know, house fridge. And mm-hmm. like the first thing I grabbed was the night crawlers. So I'm carrying like these two little styrofoam cups of night crawlers and, like, I feel this thing on my arm. <laughs> and they look down. <laughs> and there's, like, this five-inch nightcrawler on my arm. And I'm like, ew. Oh. So, <laughs> 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 so I put the styrofoam cup down in the camper. And I grabbed the one off my arm and put it back in. And then I set him down. So that, cause I, I'm in the camera and Cam's outside. He's like grabbing things that I'm like giving him. And I turn around and there's like three night crawlers <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> and I look in the fridge and there's like five of them crawling around <gasps> the fridge. <laughs> so they escaped. <laughs> so I had to like, oh, I had to like pick up like 10 of them and put them back. Oh, in the <laughs> I was like, Emily would die. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like sweating right now. (laughs) (laughs) It was gross. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I didn't know he had a worm thing until we were at dad's a couple weekends ago. (laughs) There was that night crawler that was like half burnt in the sun and half alive and you would walk like 10 feet away from it. <laughs> You're like, I have a worm thing. <laughs> so I just grab it. Throat and I'm like, hey, it's gone. I had been in the garage for like 10 minutes. And then I just yelled, I can't work with that thing out there. <laughs> it was like mostly dead. <laughs> that can be worse. It's, <laughs> it you was didn't one of those know I had a worm thing? No. <laughs> Some people are afraid of rats and mice, snakes, <laughs> spiders. I'm fine. <laughs> I, spiders. All the others you mentioned, fine. Worms. Uh, In particular, earthworms, but every single worm. For some reason, snakes are okay, but I can't do it. They really freak me out. I was just laughing so hard, like, fishing for these worms that were loose in my fridge and, like, <laughs> grabbing them. I'm like, Emily would freaking die if she was right here. <laughs> so, anyway. I'm very surprised you didn't know about my worm thing. It's been exploited for years uh-huh. by your siblings. <laughs> I, I missed that boat. <laughs> I'm known for my spear of my fears of worms, space, and puke. <laughs> I knew the puke and space ones. I did not know the worm one. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, that's my fishing <laughs> worm story. <laughs> oh, that was good stuff. <laughs> I would just like to say I fished with 
seven guys, and I'm the only one that caught fish. I caught two of them. The rest of them, zero. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> you caught like 10,000 fish. And really? Fish <laughs> if you think about it. <laughs> it was so gross. I, <laughs> I didn't even think about it. You know, I was like, why is something falling on my foot? <laughs> and I looked down and I'm like, oh my gosh, this thing is unloading its eggs on my foot. <laughs> to have that happen at the beginning of the first day. <laughs> oh, I was done after that. That was my second fish. I was done. I was <laughs> I was going to go the next day, but by the time the guys got back from fishing and I was watching Bunny and then it was my turn to fish and Cam watched Bunny, it started raining. So I was like, eh, I caught my two. <laughs> you didn't want to show everybody else up too much. No, they they were all ready, kind of egos <laughs> hurt. <laughs> Cam was proud. Booker was proud. <laughs> the other guys were like me. Yeah. So anyway, those those were my stories. <laughs>